0: The Monty Show, Utah's biggest sports talk show. When you're ready to talk sports, all you have to do is find The Monty Show. Streaming live and available 24 hours a day, seven days a week on YouTube. Now it's time for the best sports talk in Utah, The Monty Show.
1: Hey, yo, man. Good Thursday afternoon on The Monty Show Presented by The Advocates, the Utah Advocates, the best injury attorneys in the business. Hey, I'm super excited. Monday, March 6th, you have got to join The Advocates for their second annual blood uh, drive with the American Red Cross. Go to utahadvocates.com slash blog uh, to register. They're giving away $10 Amazon gift cards. And by the way, it's a blood drive for the American Red Cross with our good friends, at the advocates, utahadvocates.com slash blog. Jake, that is just what? A, two weeks away. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Wow. Bro, our big 5 birthday bash is just two weeks away. Stay hard. Unbelievable. Super stoked about that. Make sure you get to uh, the utahadvocates.com slash blog. Register for their second annual blood drive. Jake and I will be there. Set up a time. Tell us when you're going to be there that's not 3 to 6. Yeah. And really isn't noon to 6. Yeah. And we'll go with you. Man, it's not 9 to 12 either. Yeah, dumbass. Let's get a... <laughs> let's wow. get a big group together and, and go donate blood with uh, the advocates at the American Red Cross. You already know the advocates are the best injury attorneys in a business. Um, you know, if you've been injured in a serious accident, and really, friends, if you or your family... I know there have been so many accidents on the road with all these uh, winter driving conditions here in the great state of Utah. If you've been in an accident, um, you didn't deserve to be in that accident. You didn't deserve to get hurt or have your car totaled, but you do deserve an advocate, the advocates.com. Make sure you tell them you heard about it. On the Monty Show, what's up everybody? Good to see you. Um, First one in today is Car Wash Channel, Sean Mirzinski, Lopes Van Gabe, Yes. The band's back together. Good to see you guys. Uh, and on this show here today, we will get to um, a lot of NBA today. We want to get right back into it. It's the Jazz and the Oklahoma City Thunder tonight. By the way, am I the only one that's surprised to see the Jazz are favored over the Thunder by Yo, a what point? What are you talking about, man? Yeah, they're favored over the Thunder by a point, yeah. and the number's 240 on that game. Yeah, good conversation coming on that. I really, I'm am ai a... I'm a I'm a little surprised. Are are the Jazz getting a little more love than we all thought they would? And it's been such an interesting flip of seasons mm-hmm. because she had no idea they'd be this good. Now they've made all these trades and everybody thinks they're going to be bad. And yet now Vegas thinks they're going to be good. Right. I don't get it. We'll talk a lot of NBA on the show today. Uh, Tanner Plummer says, what's up? My favorite YouTube hacks. What's up, man? You know, just a couple of Got YouTube hacks. Got the RSVP, hacks. by the way start RSVPing for the for the event. Let's go. That's right. Afternoon casual. Smash that like button, please do. Yes. As Jake said, uh if you are a member of the program, right? And if you're not a member, more importantly, maybe you should become a member cuz that'll get you into the big 50 birthday bash on Saturday, or excuse me, on Friday, March 10th. Max Tuley from BYU, Bran Keithy from Utah are going to join us for the Grizzlies game that night. We're going to have a full meal for you. It is going to be amazing. We're expecting somewhere around 100 folks. If you are a member of the program already, if you have joined our exclusive membership, RSVP to Jake. Mm -hmm. uh, It's in the group right now on Instagram. Make sure you RSVP. You're in. We just need to get a head count. How many people are coming? Oh, you're not a member of the program. You haven't joined, but you want to meet Max Tooley. You want to hang out with Brant Keithy. You want to see some great Utah Grizzlies hockey and then get to touch the Stanley Cup the next day. Uh, yeah, All you have to do is join the membership. The link is in the comments below. Um, and starting on Monday on this show, every day we will give away one spot into the big five-oh birthday bash. For a non-member, because all of our members are already in. As a member, you're in, dude. It's over. Uh, Let's get to work here on a Thursday. Obviously, the big story uh, that everybody has been talking about is the Pac-12. In the situation where you have, you know, what what would you call the soap opera around the Pac-12? Yeah,
0: I think the circus, the the never-ending conversation, the... The which way is the Pac-12 going to die today conversation? The which way is Gonzaga going to join the Big 12 conversation today? Like, there is there is so many different sides of this conversation that I think everybody loves to talk about that I'm really just curious. I'd love to just ask the question in the comments. Are you guys tired of talking about it yet? Because we talk about it every day. There seems to be little news stories about it every single day. And I have to wonder... Who likes talking about it? Are you tired of it? Like, where are you guys at on this situation? Because it very much, to me, feels like at some point, this conversation has to get some closure. At some point, there's got to be, like, some progress made, some, like, direction. Even if I disagree with the direction, it'd be nice if there was a story that came out, you know, 10 years ago at this point, it feels like, that you had a streaming deal done, you know? Like... That's what that's kind of where I'm at with this with this situation. So, yeah, I think calling it a, a circus, a daily, you know,
1: conundrum is absolutely on point for where it's at. I'm, I'm over it. I have to be honest with you. I'm burned out on the whole thing. But the story today uh, is all of these wild rumors that Oregon and Washington are trying to leave the Pac-12 to get to the Big 12. And I can tell you, friends, that's just not what's happening right now. Um, You know, we've worked very hard on this story. I was talking to a TV industry source this morning um, who I trust very much, who I have spoken to about this on a regular basis. Nobody has heard that Oregon and Washington are reaching out to the Big 12 or that there's been an invite or... I just don't buy into this story. And I think the finances don't add up. Number one, Oregon and Washington aren't going to leave the PAC-12 without knowing what's in the pipeline, right? And and as many people may think, hey, of course they know. You know, President Kosse at, at, at Washington essentially is the czar of the PAC-12 right now. She sits on top of the executive committee, um, who basically is a small group of the 10 presidents. It's I think it's three presidents make up the executive committee and they essentially advise the rest of the conference and update the rest of the conference. There's no world in no world does it make sense for the president of Washington to be looking for an escape hatch without even knowing what the TV deal is at this point and the wild rumors surrounding Oregon and Washington, you know, reaching out to the Big 12, there is absolutely zero evidence of that. There are no nobody in this situation that we've spoken to on a regular basis. And I know, look, you all say, trust me, bro. So we've been pretty good on this. Like, I feel like we have gotten really nothing on this Pac-12 story. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like we've gotten anything wrong on this Pac-12 story. We have led the news cycle, I think, nationally. And if you, if you look back on our channel at everything we've reported, we've been pretty nails. None yes. of our sources on this, none of them have heard about Oregon or Washington reaching out to the Big 12. Yeah, not, not a single one, because it doesn't make sense. And if you figure, as most people do, if you figure the finances will drive realignment, because they almost always do, look at the numbers that we know now. We know that the Pac-12 at this moment their biggest offer is 25 million dollars a year per school per year right 250 million dollars a year for seven years so let's say that's 25 million for oregon and washington individually do you really feel like they're going to a leave the pac-12 over six million dollars to go to the big 12. so they're just going to up and leave for six million dollars by the way They're not going to get that $6 million extra. Because if you're going into a conference, are they going to make you a full share member? They're certainly not. There's no way that Oregon and Washington, just in practical thinking, are going to go into the Big 12 and get 100%. Somebody said to me that the the Big 12, Brett Yormark, has offered Washington 125%. Full share plus 25%. Why would you do that? And how are you gonna get the rest of the conference to agree to that? Mm -hmm. Because it's not up to Brett Yormark how much each one of these new, supposed new members makes. That's up to the the presidents of the conference. That's up to those running the conference that Brett Yormark reports to. And there's not a president in the Big 12 that's like, oh yeah, you know what? I'm gonna give up 2% just to make sure that we get Washington? You're offering them a, it just doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. So none of this makes sense. None of it pencils out Jake. And I just think it's all of this wild rumoring and accusations and false narratives I think that's really crippling the Pac-12's ability to operate right now.
0: Yeah, and, and I think the, the point still remains that what no one's talking about is anything really positive with the Pac-12. I think no one's really saying, hey, like this great thing happened for the Pac-12 today, or hey, you know, there's a, 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 a real positive wave happening for the Pac-12. No one's really saying that. I mean, really, it's it's more just like, hey, like, what are their options? What's left? And that's why it's it's really fascinating to me that we're we're not getting more aggressiveness out of out of the conference because that's to me and and I kind of started bringing up this side of the conversation yesterday quite a bit I just think the the quickest way out of this conundrum for the Pac-12 is to be aggressive like like you got to take control of this thing even if it is crappy and you got to drive the ship you you have to sort of you know kind of control your fate here and You know, we know that George Klyovkov and the Pac-12, they really want to have, like, you know, as an example, ESPN produce all their content. They want to do a deal where someone else basically just handles it and pays them the rights fee, essentially. That's what they want. But the problem is, is nobody wants it at the price that they want to be paid. And so, to me, it's like you're stuck in this situation and it is super negative, but you could easily get out of this situation by simply changing course. But I don't think George Klayovkov is willing to do that. And I don't know that he could get, you know, everyone else's permission, if you will, or support or get everyone else on board to do that. So that's why I say I I don't know what direction this thing heads. But what I do know is Oregon and Washington are not going to the Big 12 randomly. If you're going to make a move like that to go to the Big 12, not the Big 10, but the Big 12, I would guess that'd be a grouping of schools. Now, if you want to talk about Oregon and Washington going to the Big Ten, I could kind of see that. That makes a lot more sense to me from a branding perspective, from a just a like-for-like like perspective. Like geography to me really doesn't matter in that conversation because both the Big Ten and the Big Twelve want West Coast representation. Hell, that's why the Big Ten was so happy that USC and UCLA decided to join. Like it all kind of makes sense and pencils out. So to me. I just think that the Pac-12 is in a situation where it has to get resolution ASAP because every day that goes by that you don't have uh, uh, forward momentum and, and forward progress and, and and really just reliability for your future is yet another day we have to wonder if the Pac-12 is going to be around next year. And I don't think you can have many more of those before people start taking their own action on it.
1: Yeah, I, I just think it's so comical to me that, you you look at where the Pac-12 is, and obviously the Pac-12 is in the worst position in college athletics. I, I, I don't think you can even argue that. I think when you, you kind of take the pulse or read the landscape or read the room, whatever phrase you wanna use, when you measure the position of the Pac-12, it is not good by any stretch of the imagination. And whether we're talking about Gonzaga or we are talking about Washington and Oregon, there's nothing that says even San Diego State should be jumping up and down to get into the Pac-12. Why would Gonzaga, you know, try to expand, you know, be an expansion partner with the Pac-12 or like all of this nonsense Mm -hmm. that goes on and on and on with with the media members that for some reason wanna support the Pac-12 and forget about (laughs) the reality of the situation. Nobody's excited to join the Pac-12 right now. Nobody. What are you, must? Now, having said that, I, I truly m- believe and I maintain what I've said for weeks. I don't see a president in the, in the Pac-12 telling their athletic director, hey, you know, we need to explore getting into the Big 12. <laughs> There's not a single member of the Pac-12 that's <laughs> like, oh, yeah, we got to have the Big 12. The Big 12 is unattractive to the to the highfalutin socialites That run the Pac-12, right? They like themselves a whole lot. They believe that their resumes are impeccable. You know, they are—they are six sigma experts in the Pac-12, right? Let them stay there, right? And if you're Oregon and Washington, you have nothing to lose by riding it out. You want to be the guy playing the violin on the deck of the Titanic? Knock yourself out, because you're going to have a home somewhere, (laughs) right? (laughs) But my guess is, uh. Few weeks from now, uh three, two, three weeks from now, when we're at spring training, we're going to get breaking news on a Pac 12 TV mm-hmm. deal. That'd be my guess. And I, I don't know what that looks like. Uh, my guess is that we are going to get a significant amount of content on stream, um, which would not surprise anybody because as we've talked about on this show for several weeks, I think we are all well aware. Um, that that Amazon and ESPN have talked about a game of the week on a Wednesday or a Friday. We have talked about that for a couple of weeks now. Yeah, I think we heard this week um, there were reports out that Amazon uh, was not the only streamer that the Pac-12 is now talking to. Uh, that would be Apple TV, and they're talking to Apple TV because ESPN and the Pac-12, as we reported exclusively here on the Monty Show, have not spoken in weeks. You know, and, and there, there currently is no, no traction in any of these three houses, as far as I've been told, to to have a full tier one package, on one single outlet. Mm-hmm. And so, what does that tell you? If a deal is near, as the Pac-12 says, you're going to have a, a a mix and match of of broadcast partners. I think you're going to have some normal TV, and I think you're going to have a significant amount on stream.
2: It's not the best situation, and we all know that.
1: I think it is what it is. Yeah. My question is, how many of these presidents are going to sign the grant of rights? And it, I know you're you're probably thinking to yourself, oh, got back to this now. Well, I still think it's the biggest part it's a of core this. issue. Yeah, I think it's the biggest part of the conversation because I I am not convinced that no matter what it is, whether it's ESPN or Apple TV or Amazon, I am not convinced that you can get these 10 people into a room or on a conference call and say, and have George Klyavkov present to them, hey, here's the TV deal or the distribution deal I've negotiated. Because it's garbage. I just don't think you're gonna be able to do that. Yeah, And I think the bigger issue is, is you're gonna have an executive committee at the, uh, of PAC-12 presidents, led by President Kasse at Washington, who is going to try and sell this to the other seven members. And I, I just don't think that you're going to be able to get all 10 of these academia-ites <laughs> to, to sign on to the same agreement. Y'all feel me? Because as we've also reported for several weeks and months now, Oregon and Washington are not interested in a full-stream deal. And I think based on what we've heard, I think that's what Apple TV wants. I think Apple TV would really like to have every game. But there's no way, and neither side has the desire or the ability to execute all that live programming.
0: Well, it's like the MLS package, right? They want they want the 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 MLS package for Pac-12. <laughs> and Oregon and Washington are not about that life. Oregon and Washington are not interested in you know they're, they're best. They're not interested in their USC game being on Apple TV. You know they're not interested in the Utah game being on on Apple TV. They want Oregon and Bo Nix on ABC. They want it on FS1 or Big Big Boy Fox or whatever. You know they want it on that big behemoth of a channel. The problem is there's no deal that's going to make that happen, and that's that's. That's just dangerous. And that's why I say like this whole concept about whether the Pac twelve is gonna survive or not is real. Because if you're not willing to take control here, if you're not willing to say, okay, look, like we've been trying to get a distribution deal done for I don't know what, six months at least now. Yeah, like at least. at least like it's probably going on a year now for really being serious. Like, hey, we've been trying to get a distribution deal done for some time now and we have not been able to we have struggled and had you know a lot of failure with it a lot of struggle a lot of hurdles so Maybe we need to take a step back and go a different direction. And so, whether you're looking at the, the the philosophical differences, whether you're looking at the fact that USC and UCLA aren't even involved in any of these discussions anymore, which is another rumor that I've heard. Like, oh, well, USC and UCLA are still yada yada. They're not even involved in any of these conversations. They're gone, man. They're just they're just long for the night. And, ride a, at this and point. again,
1: what is that a great example of? Anybody who's telling you that USC and UCLA are, I heard yesterday. Advising the other ten members. <laughs> Do you really think Washington and Oregon are going to take counsel from USC, who cut the legs out on this conference? Do you really think it's so ridiculous? Yeah, yeah, it's so ridiculous in my mind. Uh, all right, let's get your comments in here. Um, you know, I, I I know we 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 talk a lot and we we try to give you a lot of information. Um, Ask away questions you have. What do you guys think is going to happen? Are you tired of talking about this? Yeah. Because I have to tell you I'm worn out on it. Every time I get a text message from somebody, I'm like, damn, dude, I'm not in the mood to talk about this. (laughs) I'm not like I was talking to a friend of mine in Portland who asked me to uh, come on a radio show. And I was like, dude. A, I'm on at the same time that show's on. But B, I just don't want to talk about it. Yeah. I I don't. I just I'm not in the I'm not in the mood to do it. You know, but it is the it is the the biggest deal. Um I think it is one of the biggest stories in sports right now because it's very rare that you get a situation like this where you actually get to change the way that business is done in a professional sport. And I think that's what you're seeing right now. I think you are seeing right now that as and when this TV deal comes out, I think the business of professional sports on television is forever changed. Yeah. Because I'm really hoping as somebody that loves the Pac-12, I am really hoping that it's all stream. I'm really hoping that Georgie can sell to the presidents to give the middle finger to ESPN and go all in on streaming cuz that's what you should do. Yeah. That's the right move for the long-term health of the conference in my opinion is go all in on streaming, right? And once you're all in on streaming, the other thing I would say is get very aggressive with sales. I mean, just be a branding machine. Yeah. Make as much money as you can and then that cuz that's what's going to give you the hammer. In in distribution in sports, you want the hammer, you got to make the most money. Yes. Make that bread and then start whacking people over the skull with yes. your hammer. That's really what this comes down to, um, which is why I always say that Bucked Up is the official energy drink of the Monty program. Hey, Monty. Here on the Monty Show, you know we're big energy drink drinkers, and you know... That Bucked Up has come on board as the official energy drink of the show. This right here is a uh, Mango Tango. Mango bucked Tango. Bucked Up, and you'll notice zero sugar. That is a uh, that is a big deal to me, zero sugar. Um, yes. I'm a big believer that sugar is what kills you, not fat. Um, I am a, a somebody that does not, I never drink my calories. It, I just don't think you can do it and Bucked Up is absolutely the solution for that. They have great tasting, zero sugar energy drinks. By the way, if you go into any of their Utah locations, say, hey, heard about you on that Monty program. Hey, Monty. Can I get a free energy drink? Yes, you hey, can. Guys. They will give you a free can of uh, Bucked Up energy, but why don't we give you even more free Bucked Up product in the description of the YouTube program. And if you're listening on Spotify, and thank you to everybody who DM'd me on Twitter last night, I listen on Spotify, Monty. Um, What's up, big bro? I appreciate that. In <laughs> Well, in the description of the podcast and certainly live right here on YouTube, click it. There's a link down there that says free sample at Bucked Up. Click the free sample link. You can pick any of the samples you want, any of their products. You can sample them. They'll send you three free samples and a Bucked Up shaker, and their shaker cups are awesome. They are shaker cups on... Ab- absolute roids is the best way to say it because mm-hmm. they're bigger. They have a post on it. the 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 little mixer blender ball thing yeah. is attached to the post, so you never lose them. They don't. I cannot tell you how many times I've either dropped it on the floor or put a blender ball down a down a garbage disposal. And I think this from from bucked up absolutely changes that. Get the free sample. It costs you nothing. Get the shaker cup. It costs you nothing. Get to buckedup.com. Use the promo code MOTI to get 20% off your purchase. Get your free samples. Tell me you heard about it on the Monty show. Bucked up is the official energy drink of the Monty program. All right, let's get your thoughts in here. Um, let me go all the way back to the top because I always back I feel like I feel like I always do a disservice. And you guys are great. We get a lot of comments every day. And I feel bad because sometimes I I don't get to all the comments at the top. So Sean Mirzinski says, wait, I have been busy all day. Are they leaving for sure or just new rumors? We really did. Oregon and Washington are, I'm telling you, they may leave the conference when it disintegrates or just before that. They're today, they are not working to get to the Big 12. I don't believe that to be true. Shit. Let's go, Car Wash Channel. How the heck are you? Car Wash is a member of the program. If you are new to the channel, consider joining the membership right there. I just dropped the link in the comments. Like I said, everyone is leaving the Pac 12, so they should just get rid of the conference now. UCLA and USC and Oregon and Washington are all out now. If Oregon and Washington leave this conference, and I'll go this far, if Oregon and or if Oregon or Washington leave this conference, it's over. Mm -hmm. It's over. And I think Oregon more than Washington because I think Oregon just brings so much clout with Uncle Phil Knight and Nike and the Nike money. And if Oregon leaves this conference, it's over. If Washington leaves this conference, it's arguably the biggest market because the Bay Area is just so dead for the Mm Pac-12. Stanford and Cal just do not draw. So you look at you look at Washington, it's Seattle, it's the Pacific Northwest. I mean, they're a huge part of this thing, right? And I, I just I think if either one of those schools leaves, I think you're done. Yeah, I think you could survive in some form or fashion if the Arizona schools left. Although I think Arizona State is massively important in this conference, but Oregon and Washington, if they leave, you're in you're in real trouble. Ron La- McClure says rumors, clickbait. Yeah it's rumor stuff click more gotta love YouTube and internet so predictable Hmm. and yet you're still here (laughs) Rob and yet you found yourself clicking art and we need to get this straight and you need to understand this people are like oh you guys are just trying to get people to click on your video yeah 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 we are that's what we, we do for a living
0: because it's all part of the plan
1: so let me get this right you're on youtube and it pisses you off that people are trying to get you to click on their videos okay well, what are you doing on youtube <laughs> <laughs> guy what are you doing here right if 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 you think it's all clickbait and okay if we don't if you click on our video and you don't get value don't come back i mean I, and i want you here I appreciate that you're here, all 322 of you, all 1,052 of you who have watched the show today already in the first 27 minutes. We appreciate that you're here, Yeah. but if we suck and we're just the hacks on YouTube, hey man, there's a whole vast internet out there for you. Hop on, man. Put your tinfoil hat on and hop on. So get your facts straight. You know, Uh, uh, Brent Burnett says, hard to see the Big Ten wanting more teams to share money with with so maybe they bring on teams that are willing to take less cash, but pay more cash than the big 12. And again, when we talk about the hammer, if you brought in Oregon and Washington, the problem is you'd have to add distribution. Mm -hmm. Because again, nobody in the big 10 is gonna take less money to bring new people in. That's not gonna happen, right? So if you added, Amazon, Apple TV, your mom, like anybody that's gonna dump money into the program. Okay, great. We can afford to bring Oregon and Washington in. Yeah. The problem is in the Big 12, the Big 12's advantage is if they get Oregon and Washington, they also get more money. And that more money is not gonna go to Oregon and Washington, it's gonna go to the other members. And Oregon and Washington are gonna have to earn their way up to a full share member. So it is, the, the money pie is very interesting. Very, very interesting. Lopes Fan Gabe says, Ron McClure, if that's all it is, then why are you here? Go play murals, brother. Go play murals, brother. Exactly right. <laughs> uh, C. Kaufman says, hope everyone is doing good today. Appreciate you. LFBP Fishing says, go Ducks. Go Tigers. As a Ducks fan, as a Ducks fan, and in the comments, drop your allegiance. Like, who's your school? Who's your team? Where do you want them to go? I'm a Notre Dame fan. I would like Notre Dame to go nowhere. Don't join a football conference. Don't. I don't want you in a football conference. <coughs> right? Like, the ACC is an awkward fit. Like, yeah. Yeah. Notre Dame should be independent. They can schedule anybody they want. Yeah. Whenever they want. So, and
0: they do good scheduling.
1: I just don't see why, why Notre Dame had joined a conference. Right? Secondarily... BYU should be where BYU is. They should be in the Big 12. Yep. But here's the tipping point for me. The other team that I watch the most of, the Utah Utes. The Utah Utes should be in the Big 12. But I don't think they'll lower their standards, right. as I was told the other day. Hell that no. For Utah, it would be lowering our standards. To go on. to the Big 12. Come on. Are you kidding me right now? You guys are idiots, dude. Come on. Uh, Adam Peterson says, you spelt go dogs wrong, LMAO. Exactly. Uh, Devin Pohl says, afternoon, friends. Afternoon, sir. Jay Washington, what's up, Jay? Good to see you again. He says, afternoon, y'all. Jackson Graham says, hello, Jake and Monty. Hello, Hello. Jackson. Hello. Uh, Articat0811, breaking news, the Pac-12 signs a new deal with Ham Radio and the Marconi Wireless Company for this fall. Congratulations. Um, That's our new distribution deal. Ham radio. You know, that would be amazing. Uh, CJ Vance, how are you, dude? Uh, Bill Foley, hello. Let's put this stuff to bed one way or the other. Seriously. Yeah, I'm with you, dude. Seriously. I'm with you. Matt Ritson, you're a stud. Uh, Zesty's retro and games. The Pac 12 is selling its meteorites. Plus, Jake's Netflix password for $18 million a year. <laughs> See? Okay, okay. I can appreciate that
0: one. That's a good one right there.
1: My man's a longtime that's, listener
0: because... That's clutch.
1: Jake was clicking on rando links that were emailed to him. Oh, your Netflix account has been compromised. Click Take here. Off. And Jake's like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's like just clicking on... So he got so much crap on the show that day. What did you do, Jake? Stay hard.
0: Deleted my Netflix account.
1: <laughs> I deleted it. He got so much heat for that that on that day, Jake's like, that's it. I'm done. No, nah, you guys are assholes. And he like deletes his Netflix account. Yeah. Have you had a Netflix account since? Nope. 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 No, you haven't. And I Not think it's amazing. With that. Tanner Plummer. What's up, my guy? He says, maybe the all-star game has to do with the betting line. Could be. Could be. Gonna be too sexy. Arlington Bears. I'm the first member. RSVP'd yesterday. Yes, you did. and nice. I got it. I got it. Nice. And what Chris Carn is talking about is the Big Five O Birthday Bash. If you are a member of the show already, you must RSVP. It's you plus one. You're already in to see the Big Five O Birthday Bash with Max Tooley from BYU, Brant Keithy from Utah, and then on the 11th, the very next night, Saturday night, you get to see the Stanley Cup. <laughs> all good teddy wayman's here today wasn't here yesterday when we announced we were taking him to a jazz game in april (laughs) casual and and look teddy just because you're the tile king of utah does not mean that you are allowed to continue to shave this beard Mm -hmm. let's go let's go recognition yeah facial recognition let's go yeah yeah grow the beard um i don't know why i care uh, Tanner says, "By the way, I watched the Utah Grizzlies live stream with Tyson Whiting on the call. And it was really fun. Tyson does a great job. I might actually go into Utah, get into Utah Grizzlies hockey. You should." Uh, West Virginia guy says, "The the Pac-12 is done." Okay. Okay. Hey, I like it. Whew, good thing you told me. Yeah. All right. Uh, Big Red says, "Maybe not the SEC. Oregon, Oregon State, Washington State are all bottom of any conference academically." The pack is pretty hypo, hypocritical of the academic thing. Hypocritical? Uh, well, I mean, you, you do have Cal, Stanford. Um, I would tell you Washington and Oregon are, are good academic schools. I mean, there is a little one in Boulder that's tough to get into. Utah is no walk in the park academically. Like, I think we all forget that these universities are about one Tenth of one billionth of a percent football and basketball players. Yeah. That the students who actually go here actually go on to do spectacular things. So uh, Zanzibar says, so either you will hear about a new, about a done TV deal, or you will hear about teams exploring options. Not both. That could be, could absolutely be, you know. Uh, Oh, that's very true. AAR says, plus someone owes Comcast $50 million. Well, I thought it was funny that people are like, "Oh yeah, um UCLA is going to pay Cal's part of the $50 million." You don't even know how that's being repaid. What are you talking about? Yeah. Uh John says Apple Plus for college football, the Pac-12 is dead. Another Pac-12 is dead reference. Saying. Yeah. Fresno State to the Big 12. Why?
0: I just don't know what what sense does it make? They're not big enough to really justify it, you know.
1: Uh, Sean Mirzinski says, don't know if you know this, uh, Rams and Bobby Wagner have parted ways. Yeah, and the Rams are pissed that Bobby Wagner wouldn't forego his guaranteed money. <laughs> <clears throat> if you're Bobby Wagner, you're not young. Why would you give up a penny? Yeah,
0: you,
2: wouldn't.
1: you wouldn't. You wouldn't. We'll get to that coming up in 20 minutes or so at uh, Football 50. Uh, Larry Pilgrim says, ESPN gone. You have no clue what is going on. Who said ESPN's gone? Yeah. Nobody said ESPN's gone. Yeah, what are you talking about, dude? Uh, What we reported yesterday is that ESPN and the Pac-12 have not talked in weeks. And that ESPN has told the Pac-12 that they're not bidding for their their tier one rights. That that's not what their goal is. They'd like a game or two. And I think ESPN would much rather put on a live football game than a a sports center that early. Or a college game day final that early. Mm -hmm. I think they'd much rather have live sports programming. Which people will watch much more, much more readily. Yeah. And by the way, I think the other thing that was funny, I had a conversation with a TV guy the other day who explained to me like ESPN's priority on Saturday night isn't Jimmy and Steve sitting in their apartment jamming down on a pizza. Right. Right. Their priority is everybody at all the bars, because they that those bars and those restaurants and those big venues that play sports center and espn all the time those guys pay a lot more money for their for their distribution so they want to make sure that Directv keeps their bar business happy yeah. and they want to make sure that the cable companies keep their bar business happy yes yes, yes. because those those people will keep buying espn mm-hmm. the direct tvs the dish networks the comcast cables so this is about a lot more than you know Jerry and Karen laying around their dorm room. I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff that uh, people don't think about. ESPN's not in the business of throwing bad money after bad money, right? And I think ESPN is well aware that a they don't need the programming. They would like it. It is a like. Any way you slice it, they've got the big dog of big dogs, and they've got the SEC deal. Yeah, they've got the ACC deal. They've got Big Twelve. They've got like everything that you need in college football and basketball. ESPN has it or had access to it and said no. If you felt these balls, I don't know what else you could want. Yeah. Never mind that they have the Masters cornered. Never mind that they have the NHL. Like Mm -hmm. they have everything you want. Right? They have a piece of everything you want. Yeah. They have the NBA, they have Monday Major League Baseball, football. Monday Night Football, like you name it, they've got it, man. F one. So it's it's not like ESPN is desperate, and F one is absolutely absolutely exploding in this country. Yeah. So ESPN's in a good spot. Boyd Lake. Hey, hey, what's up? You to Axe. What's up, dude? What's up? Good to see you. Jim Yates, how the heck are you? According to stat, I saw Fresno State averages double the viewership of San Diego State. I don't know what to believe anymore. I don't, but we've got to get off of this hook that it's all about how many eyeballs you bring to the TV. That is certainly part of it. That is important. The issue is, and again, I'll go back to the analogy as it was given to me. Yeah. Hey, I'm Southern California Toyota dealers, and I want to buy Los Angeles. Should I call the Pac-12? No. No, you shouldn't. You should call the Big Ten because that's where you're gonna get Los Angeles. So in other words, if Toyota wants to buy Southern California because it's Southern California Toyota dealers, right? You can't go to the Pac-12 right now. But if they add San Diego State, oh, okay, we can actually spend our money on the Pac-12 because they've got the San Diego market, which which, by the way, for those of you, if you don't live there or don't understand it, bleeds into the Los Angeles, Orange County market.
2: Right, right.
1: So also, by the way, if you're you're the Pac-12, this is why you have to value ABC so much, because guess what? If ABC and ESPN don't carry your games and somebody in San Diego wants to watch San Diego State take on Oregon, where are they going to go? They're probably going to wind up on Amazon, right? But they're not going to be on ABC or ESPN, right? So your Los Angeles market would get what game? Well, they would get the San Diego State game. Best. So rewind the rewind the story. I'm the Southern California Toyota dealers. I'm going to spend on ABC 7 in Los Angeles and, and ABC in, in San Diego and it's a, it's a big business puzzle. An ecosystem and ex- an ecosystem. You got to put all that together. Yes. So it's not just, Hey, Fresno state has more viewers. There's a lot <clears> more <throat> to that. If I'm Southern California, Toyota dealers, how much more do you think you have to market your Toyota dealers in Southern California, than your Toyota dealers, Fresno's in the central Valley, than your central California, Toyota. I mean, it's not even close. Yeah. It's it. The business model for Bud, Coors, Modelo, you name it, um, for Bucked Up Energy. Do you know know how different that game is in L.A. than it is in Fresno? It's a a totally different thing. Yeah. And I know that it's hard to – I know that it's – you guys are thinking that I'm getting way too deep into this. I see some of the comments, but I'm telling you right now, it matters where your buildings are sitting right now. Mm Mm-hmm. More than it matters how many people are in the buildings. I, I'm I'm just telling you that. Yeah. And I think, you know what, Provo Cougar fan, I think this is exactly right. Brett, your mark has gone silent this week because that's who the dude is. Yeah, he understands it. He knows when not to talk. Do you guys, I mean, do you pay attention to where the rumors come from? Where are the rumors not coming from? The Big 12. Where are all the rumors coming from? Oh, well, Oregon's doing this and Washington's doing that and uh, you know, the Arizona schools and it's all coming from the Pac 12. None of it's coming from the Big Twelve. And why is that? Because they're unified. They're happy. Yes. They understand that they're sitting up on the ridge and the Pac 12's in the valley below, and they're just waiting to get picked off.
2: Those are numbers of death.
1: Why would why would Brett Yormark or the Big Twelve be talking at all? Right? <laughs> Who in the Big Twelve is speaking? Like you look at Wilner and Kanzano. Yeah. Like doing podcasts and writing columns and talking about how, you know, Gonzaga should, would never join the Big 12 and that it's all about the pac like, I mean, w- anyway.
0: They're doing everything they can. That's the difference. They are. They're quite literally <laughs> they are. doing everything. Like writing, speaking, tweeting, Instagramming, your momming. They're doing everything, dude. And... And I think that it's it, it just is this thing where I think unless you've really gone deep into this and you have have kind of obsessed over because there's just so many. This isn't whether the sky is blue or green, right? This isn't just look up and make a determination. This is, okay, what angle are we looking at it from? Which side of the table are you on depending on that angle? And what do you need to get done? depending on which side of the table you're on. Yeah. So, like, this thing is layered, and, and that's why I think it's such a hard discussion or maybe a maybe such a deep topic for everyone because some people want Fresno State to go to the Big 12. Some people want, you know, Gonzaga to get to the pack. Like, depending on who you are, you want these different things. But but at the end of the day, I would just tell you guys, you have to put yourself in the position of, of who you're advocating for. So if you're someone saying, hey, you know gonzaga to the big 12 well why would gonzaga do that right now why would gonzaga do anything right now why would x do y that's what you have to do to make this conversation
1: really logically walk the course yeah i i i'm fascinated by it i really am and i think most times if you look at the people reporting these ridiculous rumors and you kind of understand, well, they're more they're Pac 12 people. Oh, okay, I get that. Oh, they're big 12 people. Oh, I like mm-hmm. you can kind of read the tea leaves about what is or what isn't. Uh Mr. Jesse 4014 says, Do you really think us Angelinos care about San Diego? No, you probably don't. You probably don't. Not if if you're a Dodger fan and you got on a Dodger lid, I think you're hoping that <laughs> Fernando Tatis falls off his bicycle again, right? Like But nobody I mean, said. But i want to make this really clear because that comment kind of
0: makes me feel like you didn't hear us clearly or something we never said that los angeles folks care about san diego that's not what we said what we said was that if the pac-12 added san diego state now they have a a a door into the advertising spend for you know southern california toyota dealers so that toyota dealer can now logically say okay yeah The Pac-12 is going to be here and, you know, we need to spend money with them because people are going to be watching their content on TVs in La Jolla, in San Diego, you know, the TV that's on at Cafe Coyote, you know, we want to make sure that there's a a Tundra or a Tacoma or a new Sequoia
1: on that TV. But you look at Bud. Budweiser is a perfect example, uh, uh, Mr. Jesse. There's a massive bud plant in the San Gabriel Valley in, in Los Angeles. In what is it? What I guess that's Covina or um, Commerce or wherever it is. Anyway, in Southern California, there's a massive Budweiser plant. And all that does is put beer out into Southern California, right? If you're sitting in a bar and you're a, you're a, I don't know, a, a USC fan, mm-hmm. and a San Diego State game happens to be on, you're not paying attention to that, but you look up and you see a Bug commercial or a Coors commercial or a Modelo commercial you're like, yeah, you know what? Hey, they got Modelo on tap. I think I'll take a Modelo. That's what this is about. They don't care if you like An- if Angelino's like San Diegans or vice versa. Yeah. They don't care if you're a Dodger fan or a Padres. Don't play fan. intramurals, brother. They want you to whip out your wallet, put a put a card on file, and get another Modelo on tap. That's what the game is. Yeah. That's absolutely what the game is which is why we tell you all of our college football talk on this show is presented by Barbecue Pit Stop. BBQPitStop.com, the best barbecue equipment in the business, Barbecue Pit Stop. And again, I'll tell you here in sunny, cold and snowy Salt Lake City, and by the way, (coughs) all of my family and friends in Los Angeles, which is where we tend to spend our warmer days, uh, they too shop at Barbecue Pit Stop because you can shop online at bbqpitstop.com because they've got all the best rubs, spices, sauces, tongs. Tongs. Because what kind of guy doesn't need a good set of tongs? Yeah. Look at the tongs on that girl. Anyway, the point is, the point <coughs> is, rubs, spices, sauces. But you know when you hear Barbecue Pit Stop they have the best equipment in the smoking business, whether that is Traeger, Big Green Egg, the equipment that People Magazine says is the most popular equipment in the smoking industry, Yoder, they've got it at Barbecue Pit Stop in okay. Logan, Leighton Lehigh, St. George, and our good friends in Murray on State Street across from the mall, or shop online at BBQPitStop.com. And the best part about their website is they have a little chat box where you can chat with the guys at Barbecue Pit Stop. If you're doing a brisket this weekend, hey man, get on there and say, hey, what's the best way to let my brisket rest? I pull it off the heat. Do I need to wrap it in a towel and put it in a cooler? Hey man, you know what? Before I put that in there, how long do I need to let the seasoning break down that brisket skin? Like, how? They'll get all the little tips for you. Hey, does asado seasoning really work well on wings? Yes. Um, I, <laughs> Excellent no, strategy, th- sir. Should I, should I season them and let them sit on the counter for half an hour? They got all those little tips for you at BBQ Pitstop.com coming up in three minutes. Football at 50. Bobby Wagner makes a major move today. Well, the Rams and yeah. Bobby Wagner make a major move today. We'll talk about that coming up at Football at 50. We've got a major Aaron Rodgers update. On football we actually at fifty have today, live
0: footage of Aaron Rodgers coming out of the darkness retreat.
1: Yeah, it's an exclusive video you're only going to get right here on the Monty Show of Aaron Rodgers walking out. We, I mean, we know people at the retreat in Oregon. Sources, we have. Ex- Thank you. We trust me, bro. <laughs> sent us a video of Aaron Rodgers walking out of his out of his darkness retreat. <laughs> Mr. Jesse says, uh, "L.A. is very territorial city. We hate San Diego and San Francisco." Good night, gents. Well, you might hate them, but again, it doesn't. What's not, with all due respect, it's not about you, bro. Yeah, it doesn't matter what Angelino's think yeah, of dude, San it's Francisco, not about or San Diego. You. It never was. No, it isn't. Um, C White. Whoa. C White says uh, Oregon and Washington are in a very bad situation. What about going indie for a few years until a great offer from a conference comes along? Yeah, I think that's a death sentence. <laughs> does does saying.
0: The saying should they go indie for Indeed. a couple years, does that make you feel
1: better about the fact that your conference is burning to the ground? It may. I don't know. I think and if we're being if we're being honest, I think the Pac 12 should go indie. And I know it's crazy we had a huge debate about this in the YouTube comments last night. Yeah. The Pac twelve should be their own TV network. Yes. And produce their own games yes. and distribute their own games. And I, I'm not telling you to buy time, but structure your deal so that you're the one making the money. You're the one generating the money. You're keeping most of the profit. And sure, Amazon or Apple TV, yeah, they're, they're getting their end of it, of course. But hey, do it on viewership or whatever you need to do it Think
0: on. about how an NBA team would do their TV deal because the NBA team doesn't do... Like, the NBA doesn't do the NBA network and every single game's on the NBA network, right? Like, that's not how it works. Every team has a TV deal, and they figure it out, and yeah. then they sell the hell out of that thing. And it's precisely why Jazz fans are
1: frustrated with the Jazz right now. Like, But my point yeah. is, is
0: that it can be done, and that's the way out here if you're the Pac-12. Yeah,
1: I just don't think it needs to be some big to-do where people are getting upset about it. You know, like, I, I, I just think that it's... Well, I someone's just, always going to be pissed. So, always. Yeah. Somebody's always going to be pissed. Except Lopez Van Gabe's, who says, uh, BBQ Pit Stop chat on their website's undefeated. It I really is. Court McMurland says, Your mom is greater than the Pac-12. Could be. <laughs> My mom's a hell of a linebacker, dude. A hell of a linebacker. Uh, Mr. Jesse says, This is the same reason the Chargers can't lure Angelinos to watch them. Uh, I would, I, well, it's a philosophical thing. You ain't wrong. Uh, Kyler McIntosh, have y'all tried the hottie-tottie line? Um, you're going to need to specify on that, my guy. Yeah. Uh, Ron McClure, my expectation is San Diego State and probably SMU will be Pac-12 bound very soon. Then the contract will be signed in a few weeks. I think you have got to get expansion before you get a TV deal. And San Diego State uh, uh, reportedly is telling people that they're joining the, the Pac-12, and I would assume it's SMU. I don't know why you would take Fresno State or Rice. Um I mean, we've been talking about SMU f- since last summer. Yeah. It's always been San Diego State and SMU. It was always gonna come down to those two. Yeah. Because they give you geography. And I think that's that's what right now, that's what the battle is. I still don't think that saves the Pac-12. Yeah. I really don't. I just that's just that's just my opinion. Uh, My opinion is every hour, 10 to the hour on the Monty Show, we do football at 50% of our good friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza. I cannot wait. Dude. Four days to go. We saw the new. The new new. I'm telling you, Papa Murphy's is doing it right. Use the promo code MONTE25 to get 25% off your purchase at $25 or more. Download the Papa Murphy's app, order your pie, make sure you get your your marinara meatball, get your take and bake chocolate chip cookies, and just use it as an appetizer for what's gonna happen in a couple of days, because it's gonna be amazing, as always, with our friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza. So Aaron Rodgers is out of the retreat. Now listen, you guys. Yeah. We worked really hard to get this video. We yeah. actually had to we had to pay some people.
0: You know, we, we had to find some room in our budget, and we didn't want to lower our standards too much, but this dude. was someone who did work for the Big 12 at, at
1: some point, I believe, or that's what I heard. Well, you know, rumors tell me he works at Oregon and Washington. Yeah. But we got a video of Aaron Rodgers coming out of his darkness retreat, and here it yes. is. Oh, fucking God. Come on, man. Come on, man. That's funny. Come
0: on, dude. That's funny as hell, bro.
1: I'm telling you guys oh, that look that right buddy. there is Aaron Rodgers coming out of his... Th- and look how dark it is in there. Look how dark look it is the in look there. Look
0: at his face.
1: How high? Oh, do you think Aaron Rodgers is in this picture? Dude, like look how wigged out he is. That's ayahuasca working. Bro. <laughs> so Aaron Rodgers left his 4-day darkness retreat.
0: Right, right.
1: And dudes, when I tell you he was in a retreat, yeah. My guy was on his own. Uh-huh. This is the room that he was in. Right. That that or that like burgundy mat in the middle with the candle in a circle on it. That's for your butthole, so that you can sit there and meditate. That's a queen size bed and a bathtub. And the only other thing that you have access to in that room is a light switch. And you want to know how you get in that room? That's how you get in that room. Are you guys check that out, bro? Are you that yeah, little wood this, door? Georgia? That little wood door gets you into this room. And the only thing that gives you a sense of what time of day it is, once a day, every day, the guy who runs the retreat shows up at your door with dinner. He gives you your dinner. He gives you some words of wisdom if you need them. And then he's gone for 24 more hours. That's how you tell time in that Bro. room. Cause most people, most people never leave that room. Most people go in that room and that's it, man. Like, this sounds like... And I, I'm I? not one to judge a But this sounds like some crazy off-the-reservation stuff. Okay, let me go ahead and be the guy that
0: judges a uh-huh. This is dumb. This is some... Um Out there, stuff you needed to go to a black room for four days or whatever and miss your Tuesday appearance on
1: Pat McAfee to do it. Come on, bro. And listen, I'm a big believer in ad administrative segregation in jails. I'm not administratively segregating myself from anybody because that's what this feels like. I'm also somebody I believe in cold plunging, I believe in meditation, I believe. I can't get this little guy over here to save his life to sit alone. I think we all need to put our phones down and spend an hour in the dark by ourselves just with our brains. I'm not doing that for four straight days. I'm not doing it. I, I this, this just feels odd to me. By the way, everybody's like, oh, God, he's out of the hole. Is he going to retire? I need to know. Dude, he's owed 59 million guaranteed. Unless he retires, he doesn't get any of it. Yeah. He's not retiring. He's not leaving 59 million. He's got too many Hollywood actresses to pound, dude. He's not leaving 59 million on the table. There's no chance that's happening. There's no chance at all that is happening. Come on, dude. This
0: video, though,
1: of him leaving the retreat is hilarious. You guys. Come on. You you have to give it up, Tusk. Are you kidding me? Look at Aaron Rodgers. Look how scabies he looks. Look my at my guy. That. Like, he is that dude. He's out in left field right there. Come on. That's that's goodness right there. Yeah. That is goodness right there. Lopes fan Gabe says, immunized. Not coming out of a dumpster, you're not Bro. immunized. <laughs> Main event says he saw his own shadow. Now we have six more weeks of winter. Exactly. Did a a Ron see his shadow? Gumby wants to know exactly. Uh-huh. Ken uh, Williams says, uh, cold, no hot tub, yes. Yeah. Exact Dude, I love my hot tub. You know the crazy thing with all this snow? I have, like, feet of snow on top of my hot tub cover right now. Yeah. Thank God for a hot tub cover. It's crazy, right? Yeah. Uh, Big Jack 512 says, me time. Bob Holsley says, the Big 12 wouldn't mind if Washington and Oregon wins the Big 12 title as long as they bring in the money. Maybe. Um, Let's see. Jay Washington says, please play Aaron coming out again, please. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's... Listen, it's video you're only going to get on the Monty program. Bro, he looks a little hairy, too. Man, wow. Bro, Aaron... Take my word for it, Aaron. You need a haircut. Look at your dude. underarm hair. You gotta <laughs> shave that thing, bro. Whoever did that is amazing. That was titled Aaron Rogers Coming Out of Darkness. And you hit play and it's this raccoon like spread eagle. It's freaking amazing, dude. Raccoons are a vibe, bro. You know. Uh Mick Muffin. Gives us a ten dollars tip to say I hope the Pac-12 champion Utah enjoys losing uh, mediocre Penn State on Apple Plus to an audience of ten thousand for the next five years. Maybe the Pac could add Gonzaga. All right. in football, Gonzaga doesn't play hasn't played football since like nineteen thirty. Too long. Uh, Gumby too sexy says the Monty Show mascot. Yeah, right. Exactly. Lee Jensen, a member of the program. It's great to be a member. I just RSVP'd. Let's go, Lee Jensen. Can't wait to see you. If you're a member of the program, make sure you RSVP for the Big 5-0 Birthday Bash. I love that you guys are enjoying this. Uh, Mark Hale says, that is more hair than Monty has. Hey, man. Hey, Monty. You ain't wrong. You ain't wrong. But I will say, Hey man, down south of the equator, you don't know how much hair I got, bruh. What, the carpet doesn't match the drapes? Okay, that was probably gross, you know. Uh, Kane Nuren says, uh, Rogers said Jets to the Super Bowl. I could see it. Uh, Boyd Lake says, the Rogers Raccoon says, don't make me play for the Jets. Exactly right. The Rogers Raccoon. That's exactly what it is. The Rogers Raccoon though, does love him some marinara meatballs At Papa Murphy's we do more than just pizza we do meatballs and marinara Papa
0: Murphy's that's meatballs?
1: Oh, oh, I think you mean I do the meatballs and marinara
0: and how do you do it dad? how do I do it? <laughs> how do we do it?
1: Uh, well we do it with savory ground beef covered, covered in tang-
0: tangy marinara
1: <laughs> that's how honey At Papa Murphy's, we make great pizza.
0: And don't forget the meatballs.
1: Order now at papamurphys.com. Use the promo code monty 25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. You know, it it, it is... um, Papa Murphy's, the thing I like about Papa Murphy's... Yeah. You know what you're getting. And I know we talk about food on this show a ton... And today, by the way, is National Tootsie Roll Day. It is, yes. In non-sports stories in about 95 minutes or so, about hour and a half, hour, 20 minutes. Yeah. The story of how I traumatized Jake with Tootsie Rolls as a child. (laughs) Now, you let those memories run wild. You let your imagination run wild on those memories. It's not what you think. (laughs) It might be what you think. But we'll see. Anyway. It's probably different than what you're thinking, though. But the thing I love, it is probably different than because you guys are all gutter rats with your mind. Uh, but the thing that I love about the thing I love about Papa Murphy's is you get exactly what you think you're going to get. When you order the marinara meatballs, they're lovely, lovely, talented meatballs. Right. When you order a pizza, it's a great pizza. When you order the take-and-bake cookies, they're the best chocolate chip cookies you've ever had. I tell you guys that all the time. Oh, I like Chips Ahoy. Hell no.
0: But what? Did you? What's Chips
1: Ahoy?
0: Because it's garbage. You Dude, haven't heard
1: Chips Ahoy in years. Bro, do they even sell Chips Ahoy still? Oh, I think they do. Bro. I don't know.
0: I, how, how often do I ever eat cookies? Oh, man.
1: we um, we. had, we had I, don't,
0: I don't eat Chips Ahoy in a package, package because I get my my raw cookie dough from Papa Murphy's, I take that thing home, I ball it up, I bake it, and then I eat it because I'm Stay fat. Home. Yeah, thank Stay you. Home. Thank
1: you, David, thank you. Um, the take and bake Papa Murphy's chocolate chip cookies, amazing. Make sure you use, you use the promo code MATI25 You get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more. The money program mm-hmm. uh, presented by the advocates, utahadvocates.com if you're here in, in Utah, anywhere else, the advocates.com um, join the advocates Monday, March six for their second annual blood drive with the American Red Cross. Jake and I will be there. We will donate blood. It is March six. Go to Utah slash blog to schedule your donation. Once you donate, you'll receive a $10 Amazon gift card. But here's the best part. They're going to be giving away a trip to Florida. Go to Utah slash blog today to schedule your donation. And this is what I love about The Advocates. I know we talk about them every day on the show because they're just some of the best people in Utah to do business with. And listen, if you're an Arizonan, dude, they have a brand new office in Phoenix, Idaho, the mountain region, they've got you covered. Theadvocates.com. If you're in Utah, utahadvocates.com. It's not your fault you got in that accident. We saw so many accidents yesterday on the road in the snow. It's not your fault that somebody ran a light. It's not your fault that some guy was you know, on his phone and he ran into you when you were riding your bike
0: yeah, or man, that he, nice. you
1: know, he, they were driving too fast so he slid and rear-ended you in the snow. That's not your fault, man. You didn't deserve the damage to your car. You didn't deserve having to Betsy, let's hope you weren't injured. You do deserve an advocate, somebody to fight for you. And the advocates have the experience you need and the best part again is you never pay them out of pocket. You don't reach in your pocket, scratch a check, or write them a, you know, uh, write them a check or pay them money because they don't charge you consultation fees. You can chat right now today online with a lawyer, 247-365 at theadvocates.com, utahadvocates.com. You can talk to a lawyer online for free. You only pay the advocates when they win your case at theadvocates.com. Again, uh, March 6th, their second annual blood drive. They're going to give you a $10 Amazon gift card. You could win a trip to Florida. I'm doing it. Who's with me? Yeah. Who's with me? Yeah. Uh, Teddy Wayman, a member of the program, says, Sup, Brandon? Brandon says, uh, Teddy, by formerly my formerly bearded brother. Yeah. Teddy, people are upset about the beard being gone. Yeah, dude. I mean, what was
0: the... Can you remind us why you shaved the beard again or whatever? Like, what was the... You know, were were you were you trying to get some Draper moms? Were you like, what were you trying to do there, man? What are man? we doing what was here? The, what was the play?
1: You know, what are like, we doing? Yeah, what are we doing? Cash money gives us a two dollar tip to say Keaton Slovis will get it done with BYU. They, he better because
0: <laughs> I thought you said
1: I thought you I thought you said Keaton Slovis
0: and get the job done in the same sentence. He did. Jake, ayahuasca is a powerful hallucinogen. Let the man have because his fun. Because it's garbage. Do you I don't want know, us man. to play the raccoon video again? Because we will. You I'm, keep running that stuff out there, or are you going to be Aaron Rodgers in a darkness I'm retreat? just
1: saying, Keaton Slovis hasn't, hasn't gotten it done at USC or, or Pitt. What's going to make him get it done at BYU? Um, when they're entering the Big 12 and they're hoping to be 500 next year. Tell, like, am I know. wrong about that? And I'm always open to talk some BYU ball. I am. They're going into the Big 12, which is absolutely a ball buster. So... Ken Williams makes a great point and says nothing better than my wife's cupcakes. Those look so dude, good. Dude, those did look. Oh I, my god, and Ken.
0: Ken! I'm glad that you're back from your darkness retreat. I know that you needed a little bit of a break from the chat. I'm glad you took a day off. You came back, you had some cupcakes. Little little look like some cream cheese icing on them. Like, let's go, dude. You know,
1: I love cupcakes. Amber, our bakeress here well, on the program.
0: Formerly, I mean, she
1: doesn't Boost. bake us anything now. She doesn't. She quit baking. Um, as a matter of fact, um, but I'm just telling you, Amber's a, a bakeress. Uh Geoff says Chewy Chips Ahoy are bomb as hell. You guys are nuts. What? I'm not saying they're bad. I just haven't had chocolate Chips Ahoy cookie in Dude. Come on, bro. If we're getting how long? We, do
0: we really need to have and we don't we can't even do it right now because we do gotta talk jazz here. But but are are you serious that we need to have a discussion around package cookies and which ones are the best? We all know it's oh double stuffed golden Oreos. Come on.
1: It's getting real up in here. What? Big Jack five twelve uh, says, "Damn right." Teddy Wayman says, "Papa Murphy's was great last night."
0: Oh yeah, he had the you had the Greek pepperoni, huh? Was the, that last the night? The
1: Greek pepperoni. Yeah, we'll see
0: again. Another talking point with Teddy is he likes olives.
1: Oh come on, Teddy! Nobody likes olives. Yeah,
0: I mean, I, Satan's, Satan's giblets, giblets on your Pete.
1: No, but no, <laughs> no. That's an issue. No, stop. Mick Muffin, see, see what he does. Mick Muffin, egg right, McMuffin. Muffin. Right. Papa Murphy's take and bake is always a winner. Always. I agree. Always. Hundred percent. Hundo P. Tanner says National Tootsie Roll Day. I thought it was National Biscuit Day. Scratch that. I thought it was National Pancake Day. Well, you do watch all our shorts, don't you? at man. Our Tootsie Rolls good candy. Nah. Ken Williams says, poor Jake, LOL. He said it was poop. Okay. Wow. Okay. Uh, Court McMullen, a member of the program (laughs) says, I accidentally dropped my Tootsie Roll in the pool a few minutes ago. (laughs) (laughs) I gotta tell you, I gotta tell you, the pregame was real today, boys. Let me tell you. (laughs) Tanner says, I might have to go drop some Tootsie Rolls in a second, I had a big lunch. God, I love you, Tanner. Uh, when are we doing Tanner's interview? Uh, tomorrow. Tanner is interviewing us tomorrow. Uh, Lopes Van Gabe says National Chili Day casuals. Oh man. <laughs> you ain't wrong, man. You put some pinto beans in there, you put some red beans in there. You it's put amazing. some My wife, Mrs. Monty, makes exceptional chili and soups. Yeah. They're and then so and good. then
0: you guys complain that the
1: house stinks for like three days. Dude, I thought I had a gas leak yesterday with all that fiber I ate. <laughs> you know uh larry <clears throat> <laughs> grow up larry pilgrim says he had to jump in the pool today in central florida a little warm pizza and margaritas stop it like come on dude stop it stop it dadgum it oh hey look mayor head headband mccluskey is here <laughs> i love that the name changes every day Mayor McCluskey says Teddy shaving your beard was against Article Six, Paragraph Forty Five of the Monty Town Constitution. <laughs> <laughs> Stay oh. hard. Oh, that's uh, amazing, Mayor McCluskey. Mayor
0: McCluskey, oh. I would, I would be blown away <laughs> if you, if you came up with like a oh. constitution for, for Monty Town.
1: Oh God, who's the sheriff of Monty Town? Not you, Tanner. Take the guns Hell, away from Taylor. Shut your mouth. <laughs> Gary Sine. how was it supposed to be pronounced? I can't remember. Siney, I think Sain-y. Sainy. Okay, double stuffed normal Oreos. No, golden stuffed, okay, well, golden okay, but double stuffed. Okay, that
0: very comment tells me you're casual on Oreos because you can't golden have, double but, stuffed. but look, he said double stuffed normal, normal Oreos. By very definition, it's no. not a normal Oreo if it's double stuffed.
1: Yeah, Court McMullen says, OG oh, Chips Ahoy are even good. Uh, Brandon Butler says chips ahoy ain't even mid they are sub <laughs> <laughs> I love Stay it. Hard. Uh, Ken Williams says homemade cookies are better they are facts, dude. they facts. are olives Teddy oh my goodness exactly Teddy that's disappointing yeah that's dude, disappointing I, yeah. That's disapp- yeah. oh McCluskey I hereby declare EL fudge is the king of packaged cookies
0: well I do like it I mean just so we're clear I'm not, I, I would smash some cookies right
1: now. Teddy, stop. Stop with this nonsense. Dude. Greek pepperoni was bomb. Yes, the olives were delicious. They weren't. Dude. They weren't. You God. know they weren't. It's garbage. Teddy, don't lie to yourself like that. You are fake. <laughs> Who hurt you, Teddy? Anyway, uh, Riley O'Brien says, what's up, everybody? Just tuning in. Who else is stoked for March 10th and 11th? Let's go. Yeah, dude. Riley, RSVP.
0: You better, you better RSVP, bro. You RSVP.
1: RSVP. Uh, Ken says, no, yuck. <laughs> Gary says, Tootsie Rolls are poverty candy. <laughs> Please don't start the poverty school thing. Greg uh, Hawkins, what's up? Good to see you, Greg. Look at all you guys supporting the show today. We appreciate that. Okay. Uh, Gary says, it's pronounced Sani. Sanny. Sanny. Gary Sanny. Gary Sanny. Just, call, just say Gary. It's Gary. You have Gary. To say his last name. Like it's to-
0: Gary. No no offense, but just scary.
1: I, I'm terrible with it. Uh, I'm introducing an amendment for the Constitution to ban all blue cheese, Mapes. So. Well done. And Mapes has RSVP'd already. MAPES, Mapes is on the game,
0: dude.
2: Stay hard.
1: Yeah, dude. Damn right. That's right. Damn right. James Knight says Vegemite on toast. Oh. Good morning. Uh, by the way, James Knight, you showed up just in time. We're about to start talking uh, basketball. D Rock Irish, my guy, just popping in now, trying to adjust to your new time. Four PM there, six PM here. Where are you? Yeah,
0: where 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 are are you, bro? Oh, he's. You
1: know what? He uh, it's four.
0: Yeah, so he's Central Time Zone. He's no, he's Eastern Time Zone. Oh, he'd be Eastern. Yeah, we're Mount. Sorry, my bad. Sorry, sorry, my bad. (laughs) Stop talking.
1: You know, uh, okay, let's see. What? Uh, Girl Scout Thin Mints, Maury Alvarez. Is it Girl Scout season yet? Uh, Ke- yes, it is, actually. Uh, Keaton Critchlow says Girl Scout Samoas, Girl Scout Thin Mints. Do you still have the link to Buddy's Girl Scout? Marcos Gomez, yeah. our old Yalpatory yeah. friend? Yes, I do. Yeah, but uh, four more days until we can order online. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, DRock says Southwest Florida. Oh, oh, okay DRock, okay. Southwest Florida. How about that? Um, would that be like Tampa? Where, you know, I miss spring training there. <laughs> Brady Cook, member of the program. Smoke some tri-tip on a Traeger. Put it in some chili we made. Oh, oh my God. Uh, Billy, what's up? How the heck are you? Uh, Jay Washington says uh, blue cheese disgusting please pass the amendment yeah
0: seriously dude. I second it that it done, amendment dude. get it done man like you know
1: uh Tanner Plummer says I second the motion of blue cheese carried um Brandon Butler says Jake gets single and asks if a girl if it's Girl Scout season oh! <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> stay hard okay that's that's a burner right there bro <laughs> Wow, Fort Myers. I love Fort Myers. Love Fort Myers, The Monty Show. Let's talk a little NBA hoop. If you're here for Pac 12, 45 minutes from now at 5 o'clock Mountain Time, we'll get back to that top of the hour. Yeah. Uh, so stick around for that. Uh, let's talk some NBA hoop. Thanks to our friends at Quick Quack Car Wash. You guys know by now, every time we talk NBA hoop, anytime we talk the jazz, it's always presented by our friends. At Quick Quack Car Wash. Hey, how about we give you, uh, in our good friends here in Jitta, how about we give you guys 50% off any car wash at Quick Quack? There it is right there, guys. All you have to do is take a picture of that. If you are uh, unable to scan that code, take a screen grab. Have your wifey or your girlfriend, or in yeah. Jake's case, somebody else, because he's single, um, <laughs> <laughs> hover their camera over that. It'll take you to a website that'll give you 50% off of a Car Wash at Quick Quack. They want to hook you guys up. We really appreciate you guys going to Quick Quack. It snowed yesterday. You know the roads have been trash. Get to Quick Quack. The car will come out looking excellent. Do what I do. Get a membership. You can go as much or as little as you want to Quick Quack Car Wash. They bring you all of our Utah Jazz and NBA programming right here on the program. Um... Let's talk about the Utah Jazz. Yeah. How about the fact that they've got Josh Giddy in the Oklahoma City Thunder tonight? Yep. Are you surprised the Jazz are minus one two forty in this game?
0: Um, I, I'm not gonna say that I'm surprised. I mean, I, I think that I've I've been on record as saying I think the Jazz can beat anybody on any given night. I think that this team is capable of playing really high level basketball. I think that there's always a limit where your talent will hold you back. I think that, you know, you know if the jazz like as an example if the jazz played the best basketball possible you're still not going to beat Boston or Phoenix or like the best teams in the league but OKC is clearly not one of the best teams in the league they are a good team they have a lot of talent on that team Giddy and SGA you know you've got you've got guys, you've got contributors but to me I look at the jazz and I see a lot of games where you know, you're down 25, and then you claw back in and end up losing by three. So was it really that you weren't as good as the Memphis Grizzlies? Or was it that you just didn't play good basketball that night? And so that's why I say I'm not really surprised by the minus one number, especially after the trade deadline and getting some of these new guys and, like, you you know, thinking that, hey, you know, this team isn't tanking. They can make a little bit of a playoff push here. So, no, I'm not really surprised. Are they absolutely better than OKC? No. No. I think these two teams are even, but but when you look up and down the rosters, you can see a clear path to, you know, the Utah Jazz winning this game tonight. So for me, I, I, I always consider the lines as, hey, Vegas has to make money too, you know, and, and that's part of what goes into that. So I'm not surprised, but I just think I'm hearing a lot of people right now writers, you know, radio personalities, people in the media talking about how the Jazz aren't going to win a lot of games in the second half. And I'm here to tell you that I don't think that that's necessarily true. Ooh. I'm not saying that they're going to win 17-20 or go out and do some ridiculous feat of mankind in the NBA. but, but Feat of yeah. mankind. Yeah. But what I am here to tell you is that I think they're better than seven wins in the second half. I think that this team is capable of being you know uh uh definitely a playoff team but again it's going to require a shorter rotation it's going to require more discipline out of these guys it's going to require you know will hardy to to really lock in and and actually you know coach some defense on this team like they're going to have to make some adjustments so to me tonight is the start of that if you come out and you have a nice night and you get a w tonight it would that would be a Great step in the right direction.
1: Well, I'm glad you brought up Will Hardy because I I actually think that Will Hardy is one of the biggest developmental pieces on this team in the second half or you know, what's left of the season these 22 games after the All-Star break. I think I want to see development out of Will Hardy as well. I love the guy. I was thrilled when he got hired. I was thrilled when we started hearing his name in conversations. And I, I think... Listen, Will's a young coach, and and this club has defense and rebounding issues. I think this team has a lot of chemistry to build here in the second half. I want to see how he works in Chris Dunn. I'm a Bulls fan. I've seen a lot of Chris Dunn. I know what Chris Dunn's capable of at the NBA level. I want to see Will Hardy get that out of him. I want to see Will Hardy build chemistry with Walker Kessler and Laurie Markinen. I want to see how he's going to figure out to work Jordan Clarkson into the system. Because again, I say, you're going to take a Tiger and change his stripes to spots? I don't think so. What is Jordan Clarkson's role on this team going Um. forward? I think there's a lot of questions about this Jazz team to finish out this season. And tonight, I think you're getting an incredibly talented SGA Josh Kitty you're not going to have Colin Sexton. By the way, the latest on Colin Sexton is I'm told they're a little surprised that he's not more ready to go. I think that's um, simple. It's probably going to be at least another 10 days before he's back on the floor, which is a real bummer for Colin. But you're you're going to have to work hard because this Oklahoma City team can put the ball in the bucket. And this Utah Jazz team has struggled to defend and really struggled to rebound. And this is a very active Oklahoma City team. So I'll be interested to see how this goes tonight. I'm I'm excited to see SGA. I think he's one of the bright young stars. He plays in a market that, that doesn't get a lot of run. They're not very good and haven't been very good for several years. So I think he's under the radar. But, dude, I'm really excited to see Shea Gilgis-Alexander tonight.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think just from a pure basketball perspective, you know, nobody talks about the fact that this guy's putting up Kobe-level numbers at his age, and I think that – it's a real tip of the cap to him, and I and I and I really like his game. He's a crafty scorer, and I'm someone that really appreciates a good scorer. You know, someone who who maybe isn't six ten and maybe isn't the most gifted basketball player we've ever seen, but knows how to score, knows how to play his game, and and really on most nights is going to find his way to thirty points, whether you like it or not. And some nights that's from the line, other nights that's from the field. So to me. I, I just I appreciate him. Um, but I, but I really do feel like this thing with Will Hardy is kind of for me, like if I'm ranking the things that I'm looking for in the second half, Will Hardy's development as a head coach is number one, because if he doesn't develop as a head coach, all of this, you know, Danny Ainge dreaming about a uh, an NBA finals uh, appearance slash title. Uh, is just going to go down the drain because ultimately, three well, years into a rebuild, you're going to let this guy go, and you're going to have to put someone else in there if this team doesn't figure out how to play defense. And, and I'm not saying that Will Hardy can't coach defense; clearly, he can. But they need to kind of start taking baby steps towards that, much like they took baby steps in developing some of these guys. You know, obviously, we've seen a lot of development out of Kessler. You know, and and you guys know the names. But my point just is, is that what good is a dynamic roster if your head coach? can't or or maybe isn't wanting so much to coach defense.
1: But I, I think Will Hardy's that dude. I actually think Will Hardy is going to be one of the best head coaches in the NBA before it's all said and done. I'll be interested to see how he turns down the flame a little bit because he runs hot. I think we all know that. He's an emotional guy. He gets after that ass. But after so long, that that wears guys out. You know, so it'll be interesting to see exactly how Will Hardy develops, but I cannot wait to see Walker Kessler become a stud, and he's close to it now. I mm-hmm. I, I look at these last twenty two games, and I'm not excited about Frank Jackson. I know that probably pisses BYU and Utah basketball fans off. I get it. It's a local kid. He kicked ass for the Stars, but I know what Frank Jackson is in the NBA. I do. I it. He is a good G League player. I don't think he's even a rotational NBA guard. Yeah. Next question. Chris Dunn has a chance to be a, a 7 eight, 9 guy on an NBA roster. And he's got to prove that mentally he's changed a little bit. He's got to prove that mentally he's, he's able to get into it a little bit. And I think Will Hardy's a guy, frankly, Will Hardy is the ultimate accountability guy. He doesn't let much slide. And I think for a guy like Chris Dunn, Who's had multiple opportunities in this league and has just flamed out? He needs ultimate accountability, mm-hmm. and I think it was a ballsy move by Danny and 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 really this this entire front office to go out and 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 find Chris Dunn and get him out of the G League and and let's see what he can do because really, what do you have to lose with Chris Dunn at this point? I mean, not a lot. Yeah, very little to lose here. Yeah. So, for my money, he's the guy that I'm really excited to see. Obviously, Walker, obviously, JC, obviously, Larry Markinen. But I think these role players, these secondary guys, like, isn't this the last best opportunity for Yudoka Azbuki to ever make anything of himself wearing the note?
0: Oh, I, I think, think this to is. To make it. anything of himself as an NBA player. Yeah. I mean, who have you been? Like, you haven't been. Like there are a lot of guys that bounce around this league who have like look at Bobby Portis who who the hell was Bobby Portis before he got to Milwaukee he was in Chicago nobody.
1: he was a nightmare
0: yeah he was a nobody a problem like he just wasn't good and and you you look at him now and obviously he's a, he's a champion and he's a, a contributor I just Yudoka's game just doesn't translate that much and and I and I'm a big believer that part of that is he hasn't had the reps He's still he he may not be a rookie on paper he's a rookie mentally he's not. He just hasn't had the reps to, to develop. So that's why I say, like, there are some of these guys that they need to drop a tootsie roll or move on from. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you got to get going here with these guys.
1: Yeah, I am. I'm really excited to see what, what a game like tonight looks like. I mean, how motivated are you if you're a jazz man? How motivated are you to come out and see this team succeed around you? I'm really curious if Jordan Clarkson's motivated are the Utah Jazz a playoff team is Jordan Clarkson looking at this situation and saying, you know what? I have a chance to carry this team to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I have a chance to really make Laurie Markinen and Walker Kessler, you know, the three of us, a three headed monster. And cause I agree with you. Jake has said repeatedly, they're going to win some games. They have no business winning and they're going to lose some games. They have no business losing. Yeah. But can Jordan Clarkson be part of what's right with this team?
0: He needs to be. I, I mean, I was... But do you believe he will be? No, I don't. I think he'll you be don't. the same guy. Well, well what, what reason would I have to believe that he would? He's been the same guy he's always been for years. He's been Mr. passing the ball, it never comes back. He's been Mr. Turn it over six and a half, seven times a game. That, like, That's not me saying that. That's the stat sheet saying that. And then I look at what goes on when he comes on and off the floor... And I say, okay, wow, he has a big impact, not just on the stat sheet, but the guys around him. He comes into the game, everything changes. He comes out of the game, coincidentally, everything changes. So when I say everything changes, what do I mean? Let's be really specific. What I mean is when he comes into the game, the game slows down. It becomes a half-court game. It becomes a Jordan Clarkson and everyone else game. When he leaves the game, what happens? The ball starts moving. Everything is up and down, right? They're getting a lot more easier looks. They're running more offensive sets because they don't have one guy who's a dominant on-ball scorer.
1: Well, he is selfish is a strong word. He's a bucket getter. He's a volume shooter. He's not an efficient player. I, but, I, but And there's I, purpose for that in this league.
0: But I think that there's a fine line there is a fine line with these kind of guys who play the way Clarkson plays, bucket getters. Bucket getters for, like, bucket getter for Jamal Crawford, for Lou Williams, was awesome, because you knew what they were. But what were those guys also? They weren't selfish. They would move the ball. They understand, hey, I need to get mine within the offense. And that's the thing, that's the issue I have with JC, is, like, there are a lot of times where I feel like he gets the ball and it's like, yeah, let me, set the, let me set the set aside. Let me let me
1: just forget what we're doing offensively and let me just go score. I think they're asking him to do some things he's not capable of doing. I think that's part of it. He's not capable of being a number one offensive option. And when you ask him to go win you a game, he's going to dribble into a double team. He is not a guy that you want to give the ball to and tell him, hey, we need a bucket with four seconds, go get it. That's a wrong move. Yeah, That's not that dude. The problem is I don't know that that dude's on this team. It very well could be Chris Dunn. The thing I like about Chris Dunn that drives me crazy about JC and I hope we see it tonight. Chris Dunn will pass the ball to get he he will drive and kick. He will set somebody else up. He will move with the ball in his hand to set somebody else up to get a shot.
0: But you know that thing you were just saying about about who's taking the last shot, right? Like Jordan will double, you know, dribble into a double team. I don't care, you know, if you take the last shot and you airball it if it was a good shot.
1: I don't care if you take the last shot and it doesn't go in. Yeah. What I care about is where you passed up open guys who had a better look than you to dribble into a double team that wound up with the ball not getting to the bucket. That's If you want to pull up and take a long three and you shoot an airball or you rim it out, I'm good with that. Yeah. But if you dribble into a double team like he did against the Sixers a couple of you weeks know. ago, and,
0: and you were there for that,
1: and, and calmly standing wide open, I have a problem with that. If Will Hardy designs a play for you that it doesn't get executed, I have a problem with that. It Frankly, it's why Nikhil Alexander-Walker's not here anymore, because he couldn't execute offense. I think there's no question in my mind that Jordan Clarkson is capable of being one of the best players in the NBA. He just can't adjust his game. He won't. Either he can't or he won't, or he's not being asked to. I don't know what it is. But one way or the other, you've got to get more out of him than you're getting, and you've got to get more team ball out of it than than he's getting. That's what I'm saying. Facts. You know, like I 100%, just sense, dude. I'm with you. Yeah, you know, I don't know, man. I, I think it is I think it's one of those things where you have to figure out who you are and 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 what you are. And right now, who the Jazz are is a contending team. That is, that is for sure. You are close to a playoff spot. I hope that's not your priority. Yeah. Is what I'd say. James Knight says Kessler will drop uh, to the rim and SGA will just feast on the mid range. SGA is a fabulous mid range player. Agreed. So I agree with you on that. AAR says at some point the Jazz start tanking. Nah, I don't think so. I don't think so. Court McMullen says I'm excited to see Chris Dunn. Would love to see him come off the bench as Sexton's backup. Would be phenomenal. I think he's a guy who can push Colin Sexton. Yeah. I do. Now is he going to do that? I don't know. I again, I think you guys know this. I'm a diehard Chicago Bulls fan. I know what Chris Dunn is as a player. He never had accountability or structure with the Bulls. Mm-hmm. Never. Nobody does. Well, now he's in a, a an offense that's got accountability and structure. Let's see him. Let's see him work. Yeah. Let's see him get to work. Teddy Wayman. I don't think either of the two new guys will play tonight. I can't play them on FanDuel. Well, there you go. That could be. Absolutely could be. Court McMullen says there's no point in tanking at this point. Agreed. Tanner says, James Knight, when the Jazz win tonight, I'm going to laugh in your face. That feels feels aggressive. That feels aggressive. Um, Let's see. Main event says Clarkson is a Westbrook that can shoot. Oh, geez. Who's a better player, uh, Westbrook or Clarkson? Clarkson.
0: I'd rather have Clarkson on my team. Westbrook is...
1: You know, the only thing that's
0: saving Westbrook right now with this Clippers situation is the belief that Russell Westbrook can get the jumper back. That's that's the belief. And I don't believe yeah. it. I, I, I don't believe it. I, I, I believe that he has a lot left in the tank, but I don't believe that you walk across the hallway and you figured out how to shoot the basketball. I believe that in the summer, he can figure out how to get his jump shot back, but until that time comes he needs to become a player that plays physically, but plays physically to set up other people. Because if Russell Westbrook would use his body the way he does when he's trying to score, if he'd use his body that same way to set other guys up, mm-hmm. he'd be a dynamic point guard again. He'd be somebody that would be highly coveted in the league, not by like three teams, but by like 20 teams because he's clearly changed his game. But not that's not the case, obviously. So, mm-hmm.
1: Listen, the problem with Russell Westbrook is is that he is not a get-along guy. It's not physical. It's all mental with Russ. He is a guy that a lot of teams don't want in their locker room. Mm -hmm. I can tell you straight up that the the Bulls and the Clippers, I think, were his only two options. That's it. And I think if Paul George and Kawhi Leonard hadn't gone to the owner of the team, I don't think he's an L.A. Clipper right now because Lawrence Frank, who is the... President of Basketball Operations with the LA Clippers did not want Russell Westbrook in his locker room. Facts. Straight up, didn't want him. And PG and Kawhi went to Steve Ballmer, the owner of the Clippers. Yeah. And said, "This is a guy we want." And Russ essentially has said that he will fall in line in their system. And Ty Ty Lue wanted him, but I think he would have been. I think he would have been good in Chicago. But he has oversight. He has guys that he respects. Kawhi and PG have his respect in in LA. I think that if you put Russell Westbrook in a situation to succeed and you put him in a space where his jump shot is not the only thing you need. Yeah. And I think if you say to him, hey, we need you to be a leader. We need you to be a floor general. We need you to set up PG and Kawhi. And when they're doubled, you need to knock down a jumper. I think he will thrive in that in that system. I agree. I think his defense. I think his defense is arguably his best tool because Russ is actually a pretty good defender, and he's an elite rebounder. So and the transition game speaks for itself. Well, yeah, I mean he's a lightning bolt. He is a lightning bolt. Which, by the way, drew some Meyer from LeBron because LeBron likes to be the finisher on the break, and Russ wasn't doing that. Russ wants to take your soul. He wants to bury you. He wants to dunk all up in your face.
0: Yeah, and then he wants to yell a lot.
1: Yeah, and LeBron's not. LeBron wants to be the guy that does that. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, I it's going to be interesting to see, you know, what happens. Uh, Tanner Plummer, I don't know why, but my gut tells me that Westbrook is going to work out with the Clippers. I, I'm in the exact same place, Tanner. I think it's a really good fit with guys he likes. Uh, Hullabilly says Westbrook is better overall, in my opinion. Um, Larry Pilgrim says just reported ASUAD said PAC deal is good enough to keep the conference together. I don't mm. know what that means. I am not sure what that means. I will look into it. But I don't know what when you, I would have to. I would have to read on it we generally don't talk about things off the top of our head. Uh main event says it makes or breaks for it's make or break for him. He may be out of the league if he doesn't work out with the Clippers truth. Absolutely true. There there's no doubt about that. Um and I think when you look at when you look at where where the Clippers are, they need Russ to be good. Yeah. They absolutely do.
0: Well, and I think that they they've been dying to go on a long playoff run for how long? I mean, you've been you you know, you obviously had your battles with the Jazz, you had you know, you've just... You, the point is, is you've gone into the playoffs and you haven't made the NBA Finals on a team that's got Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. That's a problem. And I know Kawhi suffered some injuries and d- has done some things. I get it. But ultimately, this Russ thing is sort of the win-now, you know, expectations move. You know, it's the, hey, we need to do some things and get some things done, and we're hoping that Russ can be sort of that cherry on top, push-us-over-the-line yeah. type guy. And, and I... And I I'm I'm with you on the whole concept. If it's if they're saying to him, be a floor general, set up PG and and Kawhi, and take a shot when you need to, not when you want to. I think yeah, he can thrive in that. But but I I just am not gonna be fooled by Russ again. I'm not gonna sit here and say that this guy is gonna revolutionize his game or his mm-hmm, jump mm-hmm. shot's just gonna show up again. I'm not that guy. I'm not there with that. I I it's just not realistic with how the league works. You have so little practice time. You're not going to change your jumpstart mid-season. I think he could get it back this summer, but we'll see. Man, he's going to have to want to do that.
1: Yeah, and just looking at all your comments on it, I think it, it's pretty interesting to see. Um, you know, I, 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 I think it'll be interesting to see where where everybody how everybody reacts to this. Uh, Larry Pilgrim says, "Sickum three sixty-five just made the report. Didn't know you saw it. I, I have not seen it." We're in the middle of doing a little show here. Yeah. What are you looking at, Jake?
0: Yeah. So Ray Anderson, ASU's president, yep, went on Arizona Sports in Phoenix, yep, and said that, you know, they're they're managing the situation by being patient and letting the process play out with our new commissioner. Uh, it's been challenging and it's been frustrating. I don't think anybody can can deny that. And so we've we've had to be patient because, very frankly, we're not in control. We certainly believe in the value of this market, and certainly the value ASU is as an institution brings to the Pac-12 conference. And then they also he also said, "quote assurances is a very strong word. Guarantees, assurances. Can you promise? I can't. I can't speculate. So you know, I, there's no guarantees or assurances that a deal is getting done. I mean, you're you're basically." In a place with these comments where Ray oh,
1: Anderson Ray Anderson said the deal is good enough. Well, no, I'm saying I, I'm saying that Dennis Dodd mm-hmm. uh is quoting Arizona State uh AD Ray Anderson, quote, may uh the new Pac twelve deal may not be the projections originally contemplated, but will be solid enough financially Uh, to keep this conference together. So this is starting to sound like the disappointment is turning into reality for the Pac-12. That's what this is starting to sound like. This is starting to sound like to me that Ray Anderson, who, by the way, at Arizona State, we've told you they are one of the most vocal members of this conference right now, it's starting to sound like Ray Anderson is 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 getting a dose of reality. Here's the full quote that Dennis Dodd was referencing there.
0: So, quote, We've just been forced, like everyone else, unfortunately, to let this thing play out because we're not directly in the driver's seat. That being said, we have confidence our commissioners and our presidents and chancellors are going to get to a place where a media rights deal and a grant of rights is done. It may not be the projections originally contemplated but will be be a solid enough financial situation to keep this conference together and then we will work really hard to move forward positively that's the full quote so wow so that to me i agree with you sounds like hey something is getting done and my instincts tell me based on the amount of disappointment in this statement and again this is Ray Anderson, ASU's president, saying this. Based on the amount of disappointment in this statement right here, I I I, I hear this, I read this, I see this, and this, to me, points to one of two things are going to happen with this rights deal. A, number one, it's going to just be a straight-up rights deal just like everybody else, but it's going to be for very little money. Enough money to keep them afloat, but very little money. So... You know we've heard 30 million we've heard 35 million i'm saying that this is mid-20s sub 30 that's what this says to me right here and i only say that because if it was 30 they'd be selling it like they had they got they got something done based on how the media's covered this thing and that's not what's happening here so that's just me speculating on what he said but that's you know that's kind of what i think of that number two I think the point you've been making this whole time about how this could be a this could be a multi-place media rights deal so you know tier 1 goes here tier 2 goes there tier 3 goes over here with ESPN probably being tier 3 cuz they only want a game or two a week that's that's also feels like that could be a real possibility
1: here, again, based on the level of disappointment. And again, this is Ray Anderson, the Vice President of Athletics and the Athletic Director at Arizona State University, telling uh, Arizona Sports 98.7, quote, the new media deal may not be the projections originally contemplated, but will be a solid enough financial situation to keep the conference together. Oof. Well, I, I mean, uh, let's just recap what we've been telling you because I think this is validation of that. Right. The numbers we've known for six weeks, $25 million per year per school, two hundred fifty uh, $250 million a year for seven years. Mm-hmm. Split between two parties who originally were Amazon and ESPN. But as we've told you, Amazon has wavered slightly and has now gotten to a point where Amazon is telling the Pac-12, "Hey, we're we're interested in a game of the week, a Wednesday or a Friday night deal." I mean, this seems to be exactly what that is. Yeah. And you know the thing that really worries me, this is this is not a ringing endorsement. This is not and this is my biggest fear for the Pac-12. This is okay well yeah cool we're gonna go explore other options because when you hear financially you know enough to keep the conference together that's not exactly saying well everybody's happy and we're going to stay together because we know it's best for us
0: you notice how he doesn't mention George kleoffoff by name anyone noticing that like I know it's a small tidbit right but you look at the whole the whole interview here the whole mention of it And you can find the whole interview, ArizonaSports.com. They have it posted. They do a great job with that. You can find the whole thing. But in the comments here, you know, the most, the biggest comment, you know, talking about how, you know, they don't have, or they have confidence they're going to stay together and stuff. He's referencing commissioners and presidents and chancellors. He's not saying, hey, George Klyovkov got a deal done That is, you know, maybe it falls short of original projections. Quote, it may not be the original projections, you know, contemplated, but it gets it done. He's not mentioning George at all. So that's why I say, I I just think this is really curious verbiage. Like, you know, I'm not trying to be harsh on Ray Anderson at all, but I just think it's interesting. Like, if this was like, even if, if there was any semblance of a good media deal happening here, financially speaking, they would have been like, yeah, George Klyovkov, you know, love our love our commissioner. He did a great job here. This deal is, you know, while it may not be fifty a year, it's going to carry us into the future and we're going to figure this thing out.
1: That's not what was said here this, at all. This dude. is this is not positive. And again, it's it's what we've talked about as our biggest concern um in this situation. And that is that you have a deal where you're not at all certain that the the Pac-12 will stay together here, and I think you know what it, what I find to be so interesting is your is your your wording of curious because I think it is very curious language for Ray Anderson, the vice president of athletics at Arizona State, to say good enough to keep the conference together. Mm-hmm. That that I mean, you see the quote right there on the screen. That is not a ringing endorsement of George Klyovkov. Number one. And we have heard that more than one time that George Kleofkoff's job is in jeopardy. Two, this tells me the Pac-12 is going to be struggling for dollars. Yeah. Three, this tells me it's going to be quite difficult for the Pac-12 to expand on a a significant level. And four, I think this tells you that the Big 12 going to market early absolutely crippled the Pac-10 and likely, likely saved the Big 12's bacon. Mm Mm-hmm. And you have to directly credit Brett Yormark for that because all of the Pac-12 homers in the media and you know the 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 fanatics and the stick your nose up there orifice people that cover the Pac-12 absolutely crushed the big 12 for going to market early. And I think it was a stroke of genius. And now you're looking at the Pac-12 in a position and Jake, I think they're compromised. This quote, yeah. in my opinion, this quote is absolutely not good. In any way, shape, or form, if you are if you are the Pac-12, I think this is a shocking, shocking statement.
0: Yeah, I, 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 I just once again go back to, you know, the Pac-12 is a conference that we know um, a doesn't talk a lot, right? The commissioner talks a lot, but they as a conference, I don't feel like talk a whole lot. Um, like presidents and stuff, and and I Ooh, look in the Pac-12, the, yeah, in the Pac-12,
1: you don't well, really hear well, the presidents I can, talk. Well, a lot. I, what I can tell you about that is I've been told directly that they communicate individually on a regular basis. They don't meet in group regularly, but president to president, AD to AD, they talk on a regular basis. Let, let me
0: be more specific. I, when I say talk a lot, I mean in the media. You don't hear presidents like. Coming out publicly—that is very true. X, Y, and Z. I, yeah, they. Yeah, we've been told they communicate all the time. Yeah, but I mean, like, you're not. You're not. It's not like we're living in a world where you've got Carol Faust from from USC saying this, and then you know the president of Washington. Like, you don't have all these presidents publicly in the media speaking a whole lot. So when Ray Anderson at ASU comes out and says what he says, and it's not exactly a real ringing endorsement, that just It just wouldn't surprise me if this media deal was like a half-assed media deal to buy some time because that's what you need right now you need more time you need you know time to figure out you know what exactly you're going to do you're basically looking for your lifeboat right now so you can get to the boat that's going to take you across the pacific you know what i mean like that's what you're trying to do here and and so hey if
1: if the quote reads you know It's, you know, may not be the projection originally contemplated, but will be solid enough financially to keep the conference together.
0: Okay, so my job isn't going to pay me a whole lot of money, but it'll be good enough to pay the mortgage this month. But we're going to have to figure it out for next month. That's what this is. Well, I mean,
1: the comparison is you're living paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. When everybody else is living high on the hog. Yes, dude. You're, You're on the pig's feet. Everybody else is high on the hog.
0: And I wonder, what does this do to the portal? What does this do to recruits and player movement that's what i'd be looking at right now if i were you sitting at home go look at go look at the transfer portal go look at like go see what players are moving in the pack because if you're seeing a bunch of dudes moving that tells you all you need to know
1: yeah i I don't uh i don't know what you i don't know what you do with this man like i i i really don't let's get some of your comments in here uh jay washington says this president has more faith in other presidents than the commissioner this is not looking good uh, I don't disagree with that. Uh, Larry Pilgrim says, agreed. Pac-12 pissed at George for sure. Uh, D rock Irish says survival mode triage. Yep. Totally agree. Um, the copium flows freely in the Pac-10 land, you know, um, <laughs> Tanner says, I understand why you didn't mention Klyovkov. Georgie boy has become radioactive in the eyes of the public. He has, that's Thanks. exactly right. I agree with that again. um, Ruff's official says Pac-12 rumors again every day. This is no rumor. This is a direct quote from the VP of Athletics and Athletic Director Ray Anderson. Yeah. So Gary says, "I think the bar is set so low that any deal the Pac-12 offers is going to seem like a done deal on arrival." I guess. I, I I don't know, man. I don't know. I think that's very that's very very interesting. D Rock says they're holding on by a thread. Tanner T says, 7 one is when the TV rights deal with Fox and ESPN expires. Why so much urgency in the deal getting done within the next few months? Honest question, because you you have to secure your future. It's why when you look at college football and college athletic realignment, look at Texas and Oklahoma trying to get to the SEC as soon as possible, which frees up the Big 12 to make their moves like, you don't wanna have a new deal like the next day. Well, my deal expires tomorrow, it's fine, we'll have dinner tonight. Well, it doesn't work that way. These are complex deals. This deal in the PAC-12, I I, I hope people understand how this deal get, is gonna be executed. As I understand it, George Klyavkov is gonna negotiate a deal at the behest of the executive council of the PAC-12, which essentially, is President Kosse from Washington, um, Telling him, hey, here's what we're we're willing to accept. He's going to go out. He's going to get the best deal he can. He's going to come back to that executive council, which is, I think, three or four presidents in the PAC-12. Those three or four presidents are going to take it to their 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 other seven or eight presidents, and they're going to say, here's our deal. Do you approve <coughs> it or not? And my guess is George Klyavkov's biggest issue is going to be getting it out of executive committee. Yeah. I don't I think that that President Kase at Washington is the most powerful voice in the conference, from what I've been told. And I think Oregon, I think Ray Anderson, it's no accident that Ray Anderson's talking about this.
0: I was gonna say it's it's you know, we've talked a lot about the power in the Pac twelve, who holds it, who's who's the one with all the water in the Pac twelve right now. And we've been saying it's Oregon, Washington, and Arizona State. Those three are really the ones that are sort of in control. And it makes sense, and it's disappointing that Utah's not in that group, once again.
1: Yep, talking about breaking news out of the Pac-12, Arizona State VP of Athletics, uh, Ray Anderson quoted today saying, "Quote: the new media deal may not be the projections originally contemplated $50 million per school per year, but will be solid enough financial situation to keep the conference together, end quote. Oh, Ray Anderson, Arizona State Athletic Director. Yeah, that's a huge problem. Yeah. And listen, I get it. And I understand if you're a Pac-12 fan, this is really troubling. This is really, really troubling.
0: And I think, you know, to that question about why do the deal now when you have two years or whatever before it expires, you also have to consider the landscape, too. Uh, It's not just about you and your deal. I mean, you, you look at the other deals that are getting done And if everyone else has a deal that's, you know, five years out and they've got a ton of reliability, that's going to help in recruiting. That's going to I mean, that's going to help in, I mean, a variety of different areas. You can't be in a place where you're the only conference that's struggling to get a deal, man. That doesn't work.
1: This is scary times for the Pac-12. This is scary times because if it's good enough, I do think you're going to have trouble getting it ratified. They let you down. I think the 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 ten presidents in the Pac-12 are going to really struggle to get this ratified. Yeah, and good enough is that thirty million dollars, or is it twenty-five million dollars? I
0: think it's in the twenties, dude. Because because mm. and the only reason I say that again, I it's a speculation. I don't have anything to go on with it, but I just going off the statement. If it was 30, wouldn't, wouldn't you be saying like, wouldn't you like at least be like, yeah, you know, we've got a solid TV deal here. Like, you know, we can work off of this. This can help us move forward. This is a, you know, George Kovkov did a good job here. You know, we yeah. got 30 a year. Because remember, the Big 12 is at 31 a year, isn't it? Per school, I think, is the number 31 a year. So if you were to get 30 in the pack, yeah. that's totally respectable. That's totally good. That's fine. But... When I, when I see this saying, hey, this didn't the, this is not going to reach the projections orig- originally contemplated, right? This isn't going to meet the goal that we were kind of told that we were going after, but it's solid enough to get by. So I can't fill my gas tank up all the way, but we'll be able to go to the store. You know what I mean? Like, that's what that says. And that's why I'm like, dude, like, yeah, this isn't 30. This is 25. That's what it feels like to me. This is in the twenties somewhere. Because if it wasn't, if it was in the thirties, you wouldn't be this disappointed.
1: Well, and I could tell you, and the reason I keep picking my phone up is my phone's rung like four times. a a, a pretty good TV source tells me it is it is twenty five million a year. They have not cracked the twenty five million for seven year threshold per school. Why would you go seven why would you go seven years on that? You wouldn't. And that's what I'm
0: saying. When you talk about having trouble getting it ratified. That's the other side of this. It's not just the money per year, it's how many years. So to me, Mm-mm-mm. you're you're the only two questions that remain here, because that's a pretty damn good source. I can tell you that right now. So 25 a year, what is the distribution actually look like? Is it is that one outlet? Is that three outlets? What what like what are we talking about? And Mm-mm-mm. if if you cannot get it ratified through the 10, you know, presidents, chancellors, whatever, you can't get ratified through the group. What is it going to take? Because I'm telling you right now, we talked about this for the last couple of days, Oregon and Washington are not doing a deal for seven years of $25 million no, a year. Not a chance in the world. And by the way, we haven't even talked about San Diego State and SMU now that this has come out. Because if it's $25 million a year and the PAC wants to add San Diego State and SMU, there's no way in hell.
1: I don't see how you do that.
0: Dude, Oregon and Washington are not allowing those two to jump in the conference at full freight.
1: That ain't happening. Nope. If you're sitting here watching this show right now, please hit the like button. It really helps the channel grow. Uh, You are listening to The Monty Show, presented by our good friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Uh, This hour, anyway, we have breaking news for you, uh, presented by Papa Murphy's Pizza. Make sure you use the promo code MONTY25. To get 25% off your purchase at $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. We're talking about Ray Anderson, the athletic director, and his correct title. I want to make sure I get this right. Ray Anderson is the vice president of athletics and the athletic director at Arizona State. Um, he was in a radio interview in Phoenix, Arizona on uh, Arizona sports and was asked about the media rights deal and said quote, it may not be the projections originally contemplated, but will be a solid enough financial situation to keep this conference together, mm-hmm. end quote. And that is a big flipping deal, man, because this is one of those things where it is, I, I don't know what financial enough means. Mm -hmm. Solid enough financial deal. I don't know what that means. I mean, $25 million. It's got to be north of $25 million. Sweet beans. TV says you're drunk. If you think it's 25 million. Okay. So is it more or less? Yeah. I can't see it being 35, $40 million because if you're Ray Anderson, aren't you jumping up and down at $30 million to be level with the big 12? Aren't you jumping up and down at that? I would think. Are, would you just if you're if you're a Pac-12 athletic director, would you be describing your new TV deal as solid enough to keep the conference together if it were thirty million dollars? I, I would think you would be more enthusiastic than that. You would think, wouldn't you? I I mean, I would I would think. I I could be wrong. Mike P says, George Klyavkov couldn't sell ice water in hell. (laughs) Good Lord. That's a little rough, bro. Okay. Cyclone Steve, I wouldn't be surprised if the Big 12 offered no grant of rights until 2031 to UW and New Oregon. Give them six years to get a Big 10 invite. Then the window closes with a new TV deal in 2031. You know, it's funny you say that. It's funny you say that. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I was also told the other day that grant of rights may be going away. It might be a thing in the past, which by the way, to your credit, you've said in the past, why do a grant of rights? Why do a grant of rights? Why not just own it? Are you serious? It is snowing again. I give up. Oh. <laughs> wow. It is, it is an absolute downpour of snow in West Valley, Utah. Anyway, the point is, the grant of rights might be going away and that TV executives can see a situation where conferences essentially have the right to sell their teams who are in that conference, but those teams have the right to do new media deals on their own. Now, I don't know that ESPN is going to be real happy about that, but I think what you're, what you're seeing now is there is a group of, of schools, maybe University of Oregon and in, in Washington are this, this group. Mm-hmm. There are groupings of schools that recognize they have no value and no leverage. And that their best value and their best leverage, BYU is an independent, is to go it on their own. Yeah, To find a TV dance partner and then to go leverage their assets and make money on their own. Well, because if you think
0: about it, that's how the rest of sports is done, right? You look at Major League Baseball, NHL, yeah. NBA, like that's how all these other, like that's how pro sports does it, you know? So it's like, you know, for better, for worse, right? Like some teams have better TV deals, other teams have crap deals. So I just look at this and I say the the whole system is archaic. the The, the very idea that you're paying someone to be a middleman with a TV company to represent a group in a conference for a TV deal, that just seems silly to me. I, I I don't know why you would set it up that way because the very notion that, that Oregon State should have the same amount of say in a TV deal that Oregon does or That's Washington does is, is asinine. That doesn't make
1: any sense, man. I think everybody just assumes that there's going to be these super conferences. I wouldn't assume that. I would not assume that. I would assume that at some point these schools are gonna recognize their best bit of business is done on their own. And I think if we learned anything from BYU's independence, we learned that it can be done on your own. And I'm not saying to be independent, but I'll go back to what we talked about on this program yesterday. Maybe the PAC 12 is better off setting sale on their own and, and saying, hey, you know what, Amazon Prime, let's be partners in ad sales and let's be partners in distribution. Mm-hmm. And we'll pay you X amount of money or you'll pay out. Like, come to a financial agreement that works for everybody. Put your games on Amazon Prime Sports and go make a bunch of money doing it.
0: And do you see how many more options are available if you go at it that way versus the way you're trying to go at it? That's where I question George Klavkov.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Mark Hales puts a more lengthier quote. We've just been forced, like everyone else, unfortunately, to let this thing play out because we're not directly in the driver's seat. That being said, we have confidence our commissioner and our presidents and chancellors are going to get a get to a place where a media rights deal and a grant of rights is done. It may not be the projections originally contemplated, but we'll be solid enough financial situation to keep the conference together. And then we will really work hard to move forward positively. So again, you're saying it's going to be a negative deal.
0: Yeah, that's pretty much, I mean,
1: you know. I mean, that only reinforces that. Like, I, I just think... I think this is a significant issue for the Pac twelve. And- I think this is a
0: get me over. That's what it is. It is a band-aid on a on a open artery, bro. It is it is it it is a hey, we got a media rights deal done for the next five years. I would guess it's five years. I doubt it's seven years. Maybe it's three years, you know? I could kind of see three years being the case, especially with how you know, alienated Washington and Oregon have become. And frankly, I, I might throw ASU into that pile too because Ray Anderson didn't exactly sound, you know, thrilled no, with his statement. So, you know, let's say it's all three of those schools. That's what I'm saying, dude. Like this, this the more we've talked about it, right? Because we dig into this thing every single day, every single day. We, we talk about different angles, different ways you go about things. Like every single day we dig into this. And the more I think about it, the more we dig into it, the more I think that the whole go independent as far as as far as creating a TV deal is concerned is smart. I'm again not saying go independent from a conference standpoint, but but allow these schools to go out and make the
1: Oregon TV network. Allow them to go out and make Sun Devil Network. Well, but again, we're going back in time because this is what happened in the Longhorn Network. This is what happened
0: to But the difference was then, that's a great point. The difference was then it wasn't accepted. Right. So you didn't have a, a thing like and that's part of the challenge in this. You're going to need a group of schools to go out to market and say, hey, we're we're going at this a different way. We're, we're not doing what like we've been put in a bad position here. We need to figure it out. We want to have our games
1: on your network. Let's get it done. Yeah, I, I think this is a huge, huge deal. If you are if you're a supporter of the Pac-12, this is this is a very interesting statement. Uh, from Ray Anderson, the athletic director at Arizona state. I just, it's a big deal. Uh, Nathan Tracy, I want to get back to your comment. Interested to hear what the biggest differences are between 31.67 compared to hypothetical 25 million. I think it's a massive difference. Yeah. I think the biggest difference is the money's coming from ESPN and Fox in the big 12. Um, I think that it is universal distribution. I think it is recruiting. I think it is branding. I think it is revenue generation. I think it's revenue streams. Uh, I think it is far easier to sell grandma and mom and dad and brother that you can pick up your phone and watch their son, brother, daughter play basketball or football on their phone. I mean, like the the, the it, it's not the money, and and I. I I know that you guys get pissed when I say this. It's not the money. It is the opportunity to make more money. It is the opportunity to win big football games. If your games are on Apple TV, for instance, if the majority or even a significant amount of your biggest contests are on Apple TV, you're not gonna recruit well. Obviously not. You're not gonna recruit well. Can you imagine Oregon football games only being available on Apple TV? Can you imagine Utah football, how many people in Utah have Apple TV? Can you imagine Utah Utes versus USC being on Apple TV? Because it's garbage. The, the assimilation is the problem here. And I think when you when you look at where the, the Pac-12 is, it's not that it's a $7 million difference or whatever that might be. That's not the issue. The issue is that your exposure level, your ability to drive new revenue Again, Southern California Toyota dealers are not paying for Apple TV. Yeah. How much money are you not going to make by being on Apple TV testing the waters? Ask MLS. MLS, what's a bigger sport in this country, college football or MLS soccer? (laughs) Come on, man. (laughs) Uh, Like, uh, you you can't have a deal on par with MLS soccer for crying out loud. Yeah that's what the biggest difference is. Yeah, it, it, It's not your nearly $7 million deal. There's so much more to it than $7 million. You know, like it is, the hard part is getting people, getting the average fan mm-hmm. to say, okay, and let's look at Apple TV. Let's look at Apple TV as an example. Apple TV is not hard to get. Apple TV is not hard to find. But how many people know what Apple TV is even? Just on a... Surface level. Just on a surface level. How many people are like, oh, Apple TV, sure, let me... Do people know that... Do you guys know that Apple TV is baked into all the iPhones? Um, how many people know that? Apple TV is on your iPhone.
0: Yeah, I didn't... Yeah, no,
1: I, I wasn't aware of that. You can get it on your iPhone i don't know like a dude who only uses his iphone doesn't know that i wasn't aware that
0: apple
1: is unaware of
0: that i wasn't aware of that
1: how many people are aware that apple tv is even a thing because i can tell you i have never used apple tv not one time yeah hell no just that level look at amazon prime sports do you guys think amazon prime sports is new Feels new. Do you guys understand that? And I I ask this every day. Do you guys understand that Amazon Prime Sports has Amazon Prime Sports Talk every day on Amazon Prime Sports? They do five, six live sports talk shows. Bro, what are you talking about, man? I had no idea. No idea. No idea. It's free on Amazon Prime. Yeah. You just thumb over to the Sports tab on your Amazon Prime video. It's all right there. I had no idea that even existed. Yeah. No idea. And why is that? Because it's not marketed. But you look, at, you look at MLS. I can tell you, the people at ESPN are not worried a single moment that MLS will no longer be on ESPN. <coughs> They're not... Because it <coughs> didn't draw. Yeah. So MLS isn't the comparison. The comparison is the NFL on Amazon, yeah. The NFL Thursday Night Football package saw a significant decline in viewership. That's on Amazon, which we all have access to on every smart TV. Mm-hmm. If you have an Amazon account, and who doesn't? You have access to it. How many people are going to be like, "Yeah, let me download that Apple TV thing." Let me. It's a comfortability assimilation thing. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to tell you. It's not. <laughs> If you said, hey, the game's on ESPN, my wife knows how to turn on ESPN, and she's not really that much of a sports fan. Yeah. My wife knows where to find the NFL Sunday ticket. My wife now, I would guess, because I watch so much basketball, my wife knows how to find the NBA league pass. My wife, I don't know. She could, because she's really tech savvy. I don't know that she knows exactly where to go to find Apple TV. I don't think she knows where exactly to go. Let me
0: put it this way. You you think the average consumer, and let's say, you know, because the, the rumor is speculation is, you know, this once a week thing that's been kind of going around. Think of it this way. If you had a premier game, like the, let's say they did a deal with Apple TV for tier one, but then you had one game a week on Amazon. If you had one game a week on Amazon, is anyone even going to get Apple TV? Because you know what that game of the week on Amazon is going to be? It's going to be the best game the Pac-12 has to offer. Yep.
1: But see, it's this comment right here. This is what, in Sweet Beans TV, I don't, we've never met, I don't know you. This is one of the most uninformed, ill-informed comments I've ever seen. Yeah. I think ESPN should be worried they just fired 7,000 employees. ESPN has not had a layoff in over, I think, 36 months. ESPN did not have layoffs. (laughs) Disney had 7,000 layoffs. They didn't fire anybody. They laid people off. Amazon laid off eighteen thousand or whatever, but do you? The reason that this comment is just not very well informed. Bob Iger, the CEO at Disney, who just came back, streamlined his business, his business departments, right? Like what you're, what you're trying to do here is torpedo ESPN to prop up AB, uh, Apple TV. The layoffs at Disney had nothing to do with ESPN. Do you know how I know that? A, I used to work at ESPN. B, I have many friends who work at ESPN. None of them have been impacted. And ESPN is profitable. Bob Iger, you know, the Bob Iger, told his earnings people his, on his earnings call ESPN is profitable. They are one of, I believe he referred to ESPN as a bright light in our umbrella. So this idiocy that ESPN just fired 7,000 employees. Yeah. This idiocy that Fox just put up a huge soccer number with the World Cup. It's the World Cup. Yeah. It's always going to get a huge number.
0: You could put that thing on PBS and it's going to get a huge number.
1: You don't have to rip people who lost their job, Dick, to make your point. And it drives me crazy. And again, I don't know you, man. It drives me crazy that you would say 7,000 people were fired. They were not fired. They were laid off with severance. Yeah. So I would watch your tone because you're disrespecting good, hardworking Americans who deserve better than they were just fired because they were not fired. Yeah. And, And I can tell you at Amazon that... Them laying off people in their device and technology department has nothing to do with Amazon sports.
0: Another myth.
1: The the layoffs at Amazon have no impact on the the finances, the budgets, and the spending in Amazon sports. Zero. You guys understand that there's like Man. different lanes of these companies, right? Like, this like is ESPN. Such that, Not to interrupt you. This is such an insensitive and foolish comment. Yeah. I I, look, man, I, again, I don't know what your agenda here is, but this is, this shows you who you are. Yeah. This shows you who you are. Uh, Ken Williams, I agree with you hundred percent. Monty, if Utah brain trust has not made the call with a big 12, they need to be fired. Everyone has known this problem. I don't know how they have
0: it. Yeah. I don't know what Utah is doing, man.
1: And we've talked about that a lot. Yeah. Totally agree. Uh, Gary says playing devil's advocate. Apple knows how to reach an audience. It's Apple. Apple can use their influence to make it work. Out of all the streamers, Apple can make it happen first. I I don't disagree with that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I would agree with the concept that from an innovation standpoint, from a getting-to-the-consumer standpoint, you're damn right. Apple knows how to do that, 100%. But I'm going to keep making this point that I've been making for probably eight, nine days now. Apple knows how to make TV shows, not do live sports broadcasts.
1: And that's two very different things. But I also go back to what Apple's always done is what Apple's probably always going to do. Big corporations don't suddenly start moving very fast. Mm -hmm. They slow down. Okay, so you have a company that markets one product. But what change did we see at the Super Bowl with Apple? Anybody remember who sponsored the halftime show? Got to be Apple Music. So where is Apple spending its marketing dollars? Well, it's not on MLS and it's not on Apple TV. So And I don't disagree with you, Gary. But companies don't all of a sudden just hit the switch. Mm -hmm. Do you know how much confusion there is on the MLS deal? There are people who think it's free on their (laughs) T-Mobile phone. It's not free. Just because you have T-Mobile doesn't mean you get free MLS on on Apple TV. Well, and
0: I think that confusion stems from the idea, and we talked about this too. There's 25 million people in this country, approximately, who pay directly, like just straight up from Apple, to get Apple TV and its products. There is another 70 to 80 million people who have access to, to the basic Apple TV package exactly right. through other things like T-Mobile or That's you right. know they have other uh, other partnerships, but that doesn't mean that you get MLS because MLS is thirteen dollars, I believe it is, on top of the seven ninety nine base package, on top of if this were to happen with football, whatever that price would be. So while it is still extremely budget friendly. I don't disagree with that. It is extremely budget-friendly. You're still paying for those extra things. So for me, as someone who, admittedly, obviously is a sports fanatic, works in sports every day, like we do a show, a little bit different than your average Joe. We have to be more informed than you guys, right? Because we got to talk about this stuff. Apple TV is never going to get my business straight up. If If the Jazz were to go to Apple TV exclusively, then I probably wouldn't have much of a choice, right? But I can tell you this, if Utah is playing on Apple TV, I'm not finding it. I know how to talk about a game without seeing the game. I already don't
1: have Pac-12 networks. Perfect I'm example. A, I'm a direct TV customer.
0: Perfect example.
1: But the other question that you have to ask here is, and I know we talked about this earlier, as we talk about the breaking news, Ray Anderson, the athletic director uh, at Arizona State, said in a radio interview today that the um, – New media deal, quote, may not be the projections originally contemplated, but will be a solid enough financial situation to keep this conference together. If you are, and since it's Arizona State, if you're a bar on Mill Avenue in Tempe, and Arizona and Arizona State are playing a football game in Tucson, Mm -hmm. the Territorial Cup, as they call it, Are you going to have Apple TV on in your bar? (coughs) You might. But if you are Jimmy's bar and tap room in Spokane, Washington, are you going to have Pac-12 football on in your bar? Not if it's on Apple TV or not. Yeah. How many commercial customers... Are going to have the know-how or the ability to put Apple TV on their screens. You know another thing I just thought of? If you're on Apple
0: TV, where are you going to be spending your commercial dollars? You tell me, if you're on Apple TV, you're going to promote your game on the news, let's say, on
1: DirecTV or whatever? I'll be interested to see how Apple promotes it. Because, I mean, I would think that Apple can send a notification to every iPhone. Yeah. But... Does that mean you can say, hey, there's a close – like, you know how ESPN will send a notice to your phone?
0: Yeah, through the app.
1: Close game, you know, Jazz and Knicks are playing a close game. Yeah. Tune or in what now on the at ESPN the,
0: app. Look at what, what, look at what all that they've done with the UFC stuff. You always get a UFC notification when there's a big card tomorrow. Like, you always get that. Like, you know that. So- how does Apple TV do that? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Because if you're not like, because again, I remember when you brought up that Apple TV is baked in every iPhone, which makes perfect sense. I looked up Apple TV. You know how you can just search on your iPhone, Apple TV. Like if you're looking for an app, I deleted the Apple TV app when I got this phone because I don't use Apple TV. Yeah. So it pops right up, but it's not even on my phone. You have to download it. So if it's not on my phone, how are you sending the notification out?
1: I don't know. This just feels This feels weak.
0: And by the way, we should say, for because I know we get a lot of people coming and going. A lot of people maybe just showed up or whatever. You know, it's not confirmed that it's Apple TV. We're speculating no, we're just on Apple TV. Based on TV. some comments, we're yeah. talking about it.
1: Yeah. Here on the Monty Show, presented by The Advocates, your best injury attorneys in the business. Without a doubt, The Advocates at theadvocates.com. We got stuck in traffic at a construction zone, and I got rear-ended at 80 miles an hour. So I needed help. They just stepped
2: in and pretty much took care of everything. If you're in a motor vehicle accident or situation,
1: call the advocates. That's right. If you're in Utah, utahadvocates.com. Anywhere else, the advocates.com. The best injury attorneys in the business. Let's run through some comments here. Today is just taking off.
0: Yeah, crazy day. Man, crazy, Where are we
1: crazy, at crazy on likes? Day. Where are
0: we at on likes? How are we, how are we looking on the...
1: You know, uh, well, we're over 3,000 views. We only have 158 likes. So, if all we'll 253 of you watching the program could give us a thumbs up, that'd be great. Um, John Famlor says, I'm not sold on 24 team SEC or Big Ten Conference, even after the ACC grant a right expires. Can you imagine the SEC telling South Carolina that they are stuck playing former ACC teams? <laughs> yeah. It, it, isn't that interesting? The regional biases that play into these conference expansion and college football realignment conversations. It's really interesting. Yeah, it is really, really interesting. I, to I me.
0: think the it's kind of funny with how this is playing out like this whole conversation about, you know, these schools going out on their own and getting TV deals done. Not that they'd be independent from a conference standpoint, but just independently selling their own distribution deals. That does go against the grain of the super conference concept. Yes, it does. And I've been a big believer in the concept that 20, maybe 30 years from now, we will have super conferences. I, I absolutely believe in that, but I also believe that change happens quickly. And when you have three power players in a conference that, in my opinion, is dying on the vine, we are watching the slow bleed out oh. of the Pac-12. Yep, no doubt. No when no doubt. that happens, you put people in a position to go out and do things. It's, it's, it's like what Bunny Washington says on Mayor Kingstown, if you're watching that
1: show. Bunny Washington. We got to
0: do things the way we do them now. And that means that we got to go out and get our own TV deals. And we got to go out and find our own way. And, and to me, I wouldn't b- blame Ray Anderson or any president in the pack 12 for going out and doing their own thing. I mean, you got to survive the TV money. Just so we're clear TV money is, you know, like feeds you. It is what keeps you going. You gotta have it.
1: It creates other opportunities for you to make money. Yes, that's, yes, that's, dude. that's what it does. And yes. I know that people, I know that people like to get crazy about it. And I know that people want to have biases about it, but ooh, excuse me. But the bottom line is. Your TV deal creates other streams of opportunity for you, just like becoming a member of the program. Just put the link in the chat, join our program. You get access to our exclusive members only chat on Instagram where you get all of our breaking news, all of our inside sourcing information goes to our LinkedIn or excuse me, our Instagram members first before we tweet it, before we talk about it on the show, all of our members know. And by the way, you get entry into our big Five O birthday bash with Max Tooley from BYU uh and Brant Keithy from Utah as well as you get a chance to see the Stanley Cup on March 11th all you have to do is click the link join the show 999 a month you can cancel anytime appreciate your consideration on the program uh I just I just think it is so crazy to me how complex these deals are they're not necessarily about the money the money is always what everybody's going to talk about mm mm-hmm. Opportunity man in Utah, the Utah Utes might be the best example of this. A crappy TV deal has kept their financial ceiling very low because you're an Under Armour school, Oregon's a (laughs) Nike school, or you know what I mean? Like you're, you're, you're looking at UCLA getting out from under a terrible Under Armour deal and making a ton of money now with Nike. Yeah. You're looking at TV, you know, affiliations and how many people see your product, how many people see your players. Where do they go in the draft? You know, how are you recruiting? How much money are you making? What's your corporate sponsorship look like? Like all of these things. Utah is one of the best football programs in the entire country, and nobody knows about it because they're in the Pac-12. Yep. You know, like that's, to me, that is what it is. Mike P says, I think FBS will break off from the NCAA before their super conferences.
0: Could be. It could be.
1: Yeah. You know,
0: and again, the super conference thing is, you know, I just think it's that is almost like you know the natural progression of life. You know, eventually, these lower end schools are not going to be able to hide under the guise of a P5 conference. Eventually, the power players in these conferences are going to gain enough leverage where they can do whatever the hell they want to
1: do, and that's why I think super conferences happen. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Ken Williams, who's a member of the program, says, Gotta go snow, uh, gotta go move snow. Before it's dark and feed my pugs. See you guys in the group. See you during the hey, jazz see game you there. Ken, appreciate Ken, thanks you, for being here. Uh Brandon Butler says later, Ken, see you around game time. Exactly right. Brandon see, this also what happens. says,
0: see, not to cut you off. This is what happens though when you're a member. You get off you can get off the show because life happens,
1: and you know you're gonna stay with us because we got the chat. Yeah. Exactly right. Uh Brandon says, and some of us casuals are worth the price of admission. Well, Brandon's not. Yeah, I mean, come on. you know. Come on, like let's let's
0: not. <laughs> Don't go trying to sell
1: yourself as the SEC,
0: Mr. Yeah. Pac 12. Let's Come on.
1: relax, Mr. AAC. Take yeah. it easy. Come on, Not bro. Kidding. Don't
0: play intramurals, brother.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Henry Ginder says, just joined live. What did I miss, Pac-12? I saw nothing. <laughs> you know, just tune in tomorrow. It's fine. You didn't miss anything. Uh, you, you, uh everything. Everything. Jorge uh says, watching you guys from Mexico learning about college football. Awesome. Yes, yes, yes. Appreciate you. And Donuts says, I have Roku, Amazon, Peacock, YouTube TV, and half the cost of Dish. Adding apples, no big deal. Look how yeah, many but subscriptions but you have.
0: That's the thing. And I think this whole age of like 50 different subscriptions to get everything is so tiring, dude. We, we, we you know, yearn for the age when someone rolls out with a one-stop shop for everything.
1: Yeah, I agree. Right is... Right is wrong. Says these guys need a Bucked Up. Let's go. Bucked Up Energy. Yeah, I got you, bro. The official Bucked Up. uh, The official energy drink of the Monty Show is Bucked Up Energy. Um, You guys, I'm telling you, Bucked Up is doing it right. They are giving you free samples. All you have to do is get to BuckedUp.com. Use the promo code MONTY to get 20% off your purchase at BuckedUp.com. Or in the description below, there is a free sample link. You get three free samples of your choice. Any sample you want from Bucked Up, it's right there. You get any sample you like, three of them, and you get a free shaker. Their shakers are amazing. The, I love that their blender balls are on a post. So they don't, like when you open the blender, the blender bottle, their shaker cup, they don't fall out and go into the bottom of the dishwasher or wind up down my garbage disposal, which they did one time. In the old blender ball thing, at Bucked Up they're attached to a post, so your drink mixes really well. You get it free with three samples uh, at buckedup.com, but just click the link in our description, get the free samples, and then make a decision. Bucked Up is so good, I'm telling you. Go into any of their Utah locations. This is the Mango Tango. There's only two that I love: Mango Tango and Miami are my flavors. I'm on this. I'm on a Mango Tango run right now, dude. Bomb. It is really good. Yeah. Um go in and say, hey, I heard about you on the Monty show. They're going to give you a free bucked up energy. Knock it down. Every time. In any of their stores, I shop at South Jordan. Um, I've been to the Murray store. I've been to the Orham store. Uh, back in the day, I went down to the Orham store right when it opened. So make sure you uh go check them out at Bucked Up Energy. Jimmy Eight says, "Jake, I need more Lebowski audio clips, please."
0: Oh, okay. I mean, we can work on that, bro. Yeah, we, I mean, can. If that's, we can make I that mean, happen. If that's what you—that's what you're vibing on. I mean, I can—I can find some stuff for you here, man.
1: You know, uh, Jake Gordon says, "Is the sample pre-workout?" Yes, absolutely, Jake. Click on the link and you'll see. It'll let you select whatever, um, whatever samples you want. Yeah, they, have mean, they have a bunch of different ones. Caffeinated,
0: non-caffeinated, low like, stim. Yeah, you know, like they've got. All kinds of different, and that's the thing I like about Bucked Up, man. Like you can get you can get a variety of different products, and I think that really matters because there are a lot of lines out there that just want to give you like, hey, like a million milligrams of caffeine, and we're the best and the awesomeness. And it's like, dude, like maybe sometimes I, I don't necessarily want more caffeine. I just want a little pop to get me going in my workout.
1: Uh, C. Kaufman says, "Does Bucked Up deliver outside the state?" Yeah, absolutely. Bonnie, please. Bucked Up's an international company. They are. I'm pretty, I would have to guess by now, bucked ups on every continent. Um, Those guys are awesome. Yeah, they're founded in Utah. They're a great entrepreneurial story, family business, gotta love them. Uh, But yeah, they're an international company, Uh, Kauffman. So yeah, go get it. Uh, Click the link in the description and you'll see where it says free samples. Click that link, they'll ship anywhere you want. I know um, know people in California. I know people in Washington, Chicago, uh, Arizona, certainly. Uh, They've shipped everywhere. That we, everywhere we have listeners, Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Henry Ginder says, Monty, what? Uh, wow, Monty, you're a stud. Always pronounce my name right. People, people usually like 15% right. Ah, you know. So you have no frame of reference here, Donnie. You know. um, no, no shit, Sherlock, says market zero. <laughs> Over the line! <laughs> dude, we were watching the outtakes from the Big Lebowski, like the best it's lines so the other funny, day. Dude. Donnie, please. Yeah. Donnie, I, please. I love that movie so much. Donnie, you're out of your element. I love it so much. Uh, Maury Alvarez in Florida. Florida. Uh, Utah needs to bail before it's too late for the pack is on life support, and they don't have the inventory lift the profile once USC and UCLA leave. Totally Agreed, agree. Agreed,
0: dude. Agreed. Totally
1: agree. Thanks. Uh, Jay Washington says the pack definitely needs their own network, so they profit more. <laughs> see and that's... See what I'm saying? I love what you did there, Jay.
0: Me. Tongue in cheek. Good joke. They need their own network. They have their own network. It's But it's just hilarious. Like you, it, It's almost like you have the thing you need. You just don't want to use it. You right? ran
1: it into the ground.
0: Yeah. like And the funny thing is, it's like, dude, like I'm sure you have the offices. You have the infrastructure. Lights aren't on. No one's there working it. Like, you could do this a different way and get a much better result, but you bro, won't.
1: Bro, 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 bro. Mike P says never seen Lebowski. Okay. Is it worth it? Wow. Okay,
0: where's the block button? Um Wow. Um I, I, I don't know. Like Are you out of your goddamn mind? Like I don't wow. like you, dude. Get out of Malibu, wow. bro. Get the hell out of Malibu. <laughs>
1: Stay out of my beach community. Damn. <laughs> oh my God. Uh yes, Mike P, it is worth it. Just 100%, for the laugh. Dude. Just for the laugh. You're being a nihilist, bro. Uh, go Tigers. Go Tigers. Go Black 45. Your mark needs to appeal to the snobbery of the Pac-12. Let them believe if they join, they can elevate the schools in the Big 12. Hey, man. You know. I See, I kind of was
0: with that, but now I'm kind of feeling like, nah, dude, let them die on the vine.
1: Let them fizzle. Cyclone Steve says, why doesn't Pac-TV buy a couple of trucks? That's what I'm saying. I think they did, I think they want to shut down the Pac-12 network. They have live TV capabilities. It's just they've lost so much money. The Pac-12 as a conference is hemorrhaging money, and they've tried to cut that. And what I think they would like to do, I I, I think in the best case scenario, they would like Apple TV to come in and buy Pac-12 networks and just own it, lock, stock, and barrel. Yeah. But why would Apple TV do that? It's a it's a huge conundrum for them. You know, it is. Henry Ginder says, you're out of your element, Mike. Donnie, you're out of your element. Uh, Mike P says, Pack has to pay back Comcast first. Yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Um, it's dude, it, This is ridiculous. It's incredible. It, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't even know. I don't even know. We didn't even get to talk NBA today.
0: No, we didn't because this is taking over. We will tomorrow because now they're playing again. Can we talk um,
1: about buying a car yet? Are, are we in that nah, in that nah, segment of the yet. show yet? Not yet. It, it's annoying to me that we miss the NBA altogether. This stupid Pac twelve story just keeps breaking me off. Well, <laughs> I am so frustrated with the with the just straight up lack of the straight up lack of finality in the Pac <clears> twelve. <throat> So annoying. Let's talk a little NBA on the mining program. Uh, all of our NBA talk in Utah Jazz talk is presented by our good friends at Quick Quack Car Wash. Make sure you check them out. Hey, I want to give you guys 50% off. You know they gave this to us through March 5th. I uh, would love if you guys would take advantage of our 50% off offer at Quick Quack Car Wash. All you have to do is uh, hover over this here QR code. With that Apple TV, iPhone thing. Rocket ship. Yeah. Uh, And that'll give you 50% off of your uh, car wash at Quick Quack Car Wash in Utah. Tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. It's such a good car wash. And what I say about this all the time is that that's what you know, right? Like, you know, when you hear Quick Quack, oh, it's a really good car wash. Yes, it is. But the people are really friendly. The fact that, the car comes out looking awesome, that's like an afterthought because you're in and out of there in five to seven minutes.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: You're getting free vacuums, free towels, smiling professional employees, a great price, and they're giving you 50% off of the Quick Quack Car Wash. Hook it up. Screenshot that right now. I know QR codes are tough when it's on your phone already, but hey, man, uh, just screenshot that thing. Uh, make it happen and then ride in your quick quack and tell them, hey, I heard about you guys on the Monty show when they were talking NBA hoops.
0: Monty program.
1: On the Monty program. program. Um. So, yeah, let's talk NBA hoops. Jazz tonight, Lakers tonight. Has Anthony Davis quit on the L.A. Lakers? <laughs> well, let's get into it. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I think mean, it's a
0: big question. What? Okay, what makes you say or what makes you think he's quit on them?
1: I think the pouting. Mm-hmm. I think the lack of desire to play with LeBron, it After feels like Davis. the fact that Anthony Davis is never healthy, even though he was supposedly allegedly in the greatest shape of his life. Right. And dude, they're two games out of a play in spot. Yeah. They're what are they? Four and a half games out of a, uh, of a safe spot in the sixth spot with Dallas. Yeah in Phoenix, they're five games behind the Clippers. Like, I mean, this is, y- y- I think you have to lay a lot of this at the feet of Anthony Davis. And I know a lot of people want to blame LeBron, but I think I put a heck of a lot more of this on Anthony Davis.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that the situation, unfortunately, has been consistent. I mean, you, you've had a situation where Anthony Davis has been hurt a bunch. I, I mean, that's what he's been the last couple of seasons. And it's frustrating because Anthony Davis is, a hell of a player when he's healthy, but he's never healthy. That's the problem. And and I said it the first game he came back way earlier in the season, you know, when he returned and made his debut or whatever. Like he comes out that first game and is taking half court shots and throwing his body everywhere and rolls his ankle. It's like, dude, you gotta learn how to play to protect your body. You have to learn how to put yourself in proper situations and not take dumb risks. And I think Anthony Davis understands that the road is not forever. The way it is with LeBron. LeBron can do dumb stuff if he like, right? Like he could do a lot of dumb things and nothing will happen to him because he's LeBron. And the next play, he'll win you the game. I mean, that's just the reality of life. So Anthony Davis is someone who I look at and I say, yeah, mm, you know, this is someone who's a great player, but you're hurt a lot, man. And I can't have that in my starting five. Much like you know for all you jazz fans out there, you see the chaos it causes when Sexton's hurt, then Collins, then uh, Jordan Clarkson's hurt, and then maybe Laurie's resting like injuries and resting and load management adds up very quickly. So, has he quit on the Lakers? I don't, I don't know that I'm ready to say that, but I think that there's definitely been some instances where you're like, What are you doing? You know, when he sat down. For the play when LeBron broke the scoring record and everyone else was standing. Everyone in the building was standing and you were the only one sitting. That's a bad look, man. Like what are you doing? So I don't think he's quit on him, but I do think he's he's someone who's frustrated. He's someone who wishes his fortunes were a little bit better. And they're not. And yeah, you are whatever it is, four games out of a you know, the sixth spot or whatever. You're you're you're, you know, you have a lot of ground to make up with not a lot of time left. That's the problem here.
1: Yeah, and I, I think it is far more on Anthony Davis than it is on LeBron. And I think when you look at the way that they built this team now, I mean, obviously here in Utah, we are well aware uh, of what's going on with Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt, I think are, are huge pickups for them. But i can be honest with you, I'm very skeptical if they're a playoff team, even a play-in team at this point. I don't believe that, that you know Darvin Ham has proven himself as any kind of coach. I think that when you look at the you look at the Lakers and you look at the the hill they have the climb, why should I be confident on anything I've seen this year pre or post trade? LeBron's hurt, Anthony Davis is hurt, like Russ has been a disaster. Okay, well they traded Russ, and you look at what they get in return. I mean, D'Angelo Russell is probably the most exciting piece they got in return, but isn't Malik Beasley more, you know, the same or not more important than D'Angelo Russell, he's the guy that puts him over the top, right? Like, but what makes you believe in D'Angelo Russell? Nothing from what I've seen in Minnesota. I think Malik Beasley's the guy from three that I count on much more.
0: Yeah, and I would hope that you know I don't disagree with you, and and I frankly I hope that Delo views this opportunity as a, as sort of a you know how we've been referencing prove it deals, if you will. He's not necessarily on a prove it deal, but I think from a reputation standpoint, he's on a prove it deal. Meaning, hey, you got to prove that that you're a different guy now than you have been and I'm a big believer in the fact that the Minnesota situation was garbage that once Rudy Gobert got there that the dynamic completely changed and they just it just doesn't work but at the same time you're not in that dynamic anymore you do have shooters around you you do have LeBron and Anthony Davis so now the excuses have been removed for D'Lo so to me it's like all right let's assume that Anthony Davis misses 10 to 12 of the final 23 you know 22 23 games that they have left let's yeah. just assume that so really, more than half the time, Delo's going to be on the floor with LeBron and probably Malik Beasley and probably some Jared Vanderbilt. And to me, it's like, okay, you know two of those three guys, and you've played with LeBron before, so there is no excuse. They're just it, it,
1: That's just all been removed now. Totally agree. All of our NBA talk and Utah Jazz talk on this show, presented by Quick Quack Car Wash. Okay, guys, I'm going to tell you the secret to impressing my neighbors, the co workers, you name it. I just swing by Quick Quack. It seriously takes two minutes,
0: and people can't stop, won't stop checking me out. Getting a clean car is definitely my best
1: life hack. Kids are messy, camping's dirty, but my truck sure isn't. I mean, that's your guy. Do you want to come back? Hey, guys. (laughs) They can't stop and won't stop checking me out. Daddy. (laughs) I don't know why I like that guy so much, but I laugh at that guy every time I see him. Quick quack car wash. Make sure you tell me you heard about it on the Monty Show. Let's get your thoughts in here. But one other question I have for you guys in the comments, are the Philadelphia 76ers a legitimate NBA finals threat? Because again, I'm going to Obviously tell you, not. well, and you, this slander that you keep putting out on James Harden and, and Joe is wrong uh-huh. because tell me how you're going to stop that pick and roll. If you are Milwaukee. With you an may injured not Giannis. Be able
0: no. to stop the pick and roll, but they're not a winning duo. They haven't been. Like, there's not it, the reality. Like, it, it, when they you are talk now. about it like this, it sounds great. Hey, Harden, Joe, pick and roll. How are you going to stop that? They're third in the East, they're three games behind. Mm-hmm. So they've had a good regular season, right? Yeah, I'm not saying they had a bad season. We're not, But, but again, and, and I'm not trying to be pesky or, or difficult. Pesky. We're, we're not talking about the regular season here. We're talking about can they make, because your question is, are they an NBA Finals contender, right? Are yes. they a team that's a threat to get to the NBA Finals? Yes, they are an NBA Finals contender. Yes, they are. That said, in a seven-game series, you against the other team seven games in a row. Mm-hmm. I don't buy that they're going to
1: beat these other teams. I just don't think they have enough. I think they have three really good players. I think Joel Embiid and James Harden. Joel Embiid is clearly their best player. He is trying his best to win an MVP right now. James Harden has played, I think, in the last 20 games that he's played at a very high level. And I I look at Tyrese Maxey's numbers, and I see a cat. Who is averaging twenty points a game in thirty-two minutes, and who I think is being incredibly consistent as a as a three-point shooter? He's shooting thirty-nine point four percent on six threes a game. Mm-hmm. They don't have just two; they've got three, mm-hmm. and I think that makes him a legitimate contender. Because something something's off with Milwaukee, they, and especially now with Giannis being hurt, that's a problem. That's a problem. Teddy says they ain't getting past Boston.
0: Yeah, I have trouble with that as well, Teddy.
1: Well, and you know what? Jake Gordon says uh, with McClung, they're going all the way.
0: (laughs) Buddy's going to roll out with a 360 windmill to win them a game.
1: (laughs) Jake Gordon, you savage. You savage. That's awesome, Mike Maple says Sixers are pretenders and have been for a while. Well, but you know what, Mapes? You're not wrong. You're a pretender until you're for real. Yeah, and you got to yeah. win games, and you got to win series. And much to Teddy's point, you're, the the Eastern Conference is going through blast, and, it really—I mean, right? Boston and everybody else—it has been for the last like three seasons. But yeah, Mister Broken Face, Jalen Brown does not seem particularly thrilled. No, there is some dysfunction there, right? Yeah. Uh Brandon Butler says Harden needs to show out. They just need to prove it. Contenders, yes favorites f no okay damn okay yeah that's i, fine, I think they
0: have a lot of talent i i but i agree with the sentiment of that statement like in this whole prove it thing like they have talent right like but they got to prove it in big games and that's where i really struggle with them because i just don't feel like they've shown this ability to win big games games that they need to win
1: man and and I are think you talking can. about game seven against Kawhi, or what do you mean
0: i just think yeah like whether it's game seven, like whether like I I look at this team and I just say you haven't done what you need to do. I look at and I know it wasn't the Atlanta series the Atlanta Atlanta collapse was the last year with Simmons and Embiid, so that's not uh, that's not on yeah. James, you know. But but I just look at this this team and I say yes, you are significantly better. There's a reason you're third in the East. Like you're you're doing your damn job here. At the same time, it's still hard for me to imagine them beating Boston. When Boston's hat if if Boston has the home court advantage, it's hard for me to imagine them beating
1: Boston. Yeah, I don't know. Their depth is listen to their depth. I mean, obviously George Niang shooting forty one percent from three.
0: And he's a guy that they need to do that in the postseason, by the way. They they need him to make that
1: shot. DeAnthony Melton shooting forty percent from three. Like they've had some, they they have some dudes. They have some dudes, and again, the guy that I wonder about is P.J. Tucker. I just don't know if he has anything left because I think Jalen McDaniels is a really interesting player for them. I'll be interested to see what that looks like. I mean, you're going to need Shake Milton, Tyrese Maxey, and Jalen McDaniels. Yeah. And I think you're going to need a lot more from George Niang because I just don't know if PJ Tucker can what contribute is, offensively. What is Niang's
0: percent? How many shots a game is he taking to get that percentage, George Niang? George Niang. Yeah, how many threes a game is he taking?
1: Uh, Five point three, and he's shooting forty-one so, percent. So if
0: he's making three threes a game, right? Five threes, forty-one percent, three threes a game or so, right? Maybe a touch less. That's you know what is that? That's going to be nine, ten points a game he's giving you. That that number needs to be twelve to fourteen points a game in the playoffs for them. And to right be, now
1: he's averaging nine points a game. Right, so you figure, okay,
0: you don't need George Ian to go full Reggie Miller on it. You just need him to make one to two more shots a game for you to win a lot of these games. Because remember, like, what is um, like look at Joel and Harden's numbers? How many shots are these guys taking? Like, what does that what does that look like? Jesus,
1: uh, why would you ask such a massive question? Uh, Joel Embiid's taken three threes a game, and he is taking 17 two-pointers a game, so he's getting 20 shots a so game. So he's getting 20 attempts a game. James Harden has taken seven threes and four twos, so he's getting 11. So between those two, you should get at least 50 points a game. Oh, no, excuse me. He's getting um, seven through. James Harden's has taken seven threes a game. Yeah. And seven twos a game, so 14 shots. So you would expect 50 points out of those two on any given night. Tyrese Maxey has taken six threes a game and 10 twos a game, 16 shots a game. Those are their volume guys. Tobias Harris, much less than that. He has taken five threes and seven twos. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I think... That's why
0: I say, like, George Yang is a very important player. If those three guys right there that you just talked about plus George
1: Yang are hitting, they're going to be tough to beat. I think Shake Milton. I'm telling you, the other team I don't have a full grasp on because they're just so damn conflicting is the New York Knicks. I know they're not that dude. Mm-hmm. right? Let's be honest. They're not that dude. Mm-hmm. They're just not. But I'm telling you, the New York Knicks can, can win a series. They can win a series. What is it? Who would they and play right now? If you look in the NBA standings right now in the East, yeah. the Knicks are in the sixth spot. So if it, if it started today, right, you would have, what would you have? You'd have the Three, Celtics six. and the Hawks, right? You'd have Milwaukee and the Heat. Yeah. And you'd have Philadelphia and the Knicks. Oh, that's a series, bro. And by the way, you'd have Cleveland and Brooklyn, but I don't think Brooklyn will be in that spot. Uh, I think Brooklyn's solid, dude. Do the Bulls make the playoffs? They're two games out. I don't think they do. Mm. Patrick Beverly doesn't make them a playoff team. Yeah,
0: I would agree with that, and I'm curious what Atlanta does, if they improve or get worse.
1: If they hire Quinn Snyder, I think Quinn Snyder's a two-year guy. His first two years are going to be tough. Cause Trey Young's not a Quinn Snyder guy. I can tell you that right now. Mm-mm. And I think, I think. By the way, I think hiring Quinn Snyder is a thumb in the butt of uh, Trey Young. I'm not even kidding. Like I think that I think if the, you hire Quinn Snyder, that's a shot over the bow of Trey Young. Yeah, I mean, I
0: think the the first shot over the bow was Dejounte Murray. I mean, that Dejounte Murray is Trey Young. You know, just in a different style. So to me, I, I yeah, I. Trey Young needs to win something before he acts like the way he's acted. Yeah. Uh,
1: Lewis says Monty and Jake, thanks for the promo code for Bucked Up. What'd you get to? Yeah. What'd you get, bro? What'd you end up? Uh, what'd you end up picking Put up in there? The, uh, Lewis, are you a member? He's, he's not, a, not member. a member. He's, he's member. not a
0: member. You should be a member, man. Get in the group chat. I want to see it.
1: Yeah, Lewis, you're one of those
0: guys yeah, who's dude, like, you yeah, should you should be, should be you a member,
1: member bro. Yeah. You should absolutely be a member. But um, what'd you get at Bucked Up, dude? Um, cause I'm happy to see that you used our, uh, promo code. It makes a difference. You guys really bucked up is one of our, is one of the ones, you know, that we, we've really worked on bucked up for a long time. I mean, obviously all of our sponsors, barbecue pit stop, you know, you know, Papa Murphy's quick quack, like the advocates, obviously like we value every one of our partners, but we have chased bucked up for years yeah, and years. And we've gotten to a point now where, frankly, we're a little harder to ignore. Um, but, you know, that you guys are supporting Bucked Up makes a huge difference to this show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I cannot tell you enough how much we appreciate um, that you guys are doing that. You know, like it is, it's just one of those things where I, I cannot tell you how, how important that is to us. Uh, Brandon Butler says the Cavs are a second round and out at best. Really?
0: Well, I mean, again, it, but if we're going to say that the Philly needs to prove it, the Cavs need to prove it, and Donnie needs to prove it, and we've been saying that since Donnie joined that team. I
1: think they're going to wind up running into – my question is, if you're the Cavs, yeah. can you catch Philly who's two games in front of you? Donnie, you, you're out of your element. If you do catch Philly, are you better than Philly? Because right now, I don't think they are. I think – I'm a little surprised about the Kevin Love thing. I'm a little Just surprised to buy out by generally that. Generally
0: speaking, or yeah. I, I mean,
1: his leadership has to be worth something.
0: Clearly not, right? Right. Well, clearly not you for think. them. I mean,
1: I so don't you know, don't man. think so? Not, no, no. Because Don's
0: there now, so I don't think you needed Kevin Love. Don's there. Don has playoff experience. Yeah. He doesn't have Finals experience, but he's got playoff experience, and I think that it, it's if you're going to be the veteran leader guy, you got to be an athletic guy that can run the point. That's that's I, the role. I
1: agree with that's that. that's the role I agree veteran
0: leader is a big like there's only been one guy to ever do that. And his name is Udonis Aslan.
1: I agree with that. I totally agree with that. I know exactly what you mean. I well, Well, John, that's interesting. Imagine a Memphis Cleveland NBA finals. What is there a finals matchup you want to see? Mm. I mean, I, I would I want Joel Embiid I'm to a play. Little, I'm a little a burned
0: out on Boston, Milwaukee. I'll be honest. I, I'm ready for someone else out of the east. I'd love to see Donnie, obviously. Um, Joel and Harden in the finals, I think. I'm not a James Harden guy. Never have been. He lost me when he went 0 for 27 from three against the Warriors. (laughs) You know, he lost me back then. Um, I do think he's one of the greatest scorers the league's ever seen. You know, Houston, prime James Harden in Houston was absolutely ridiculous. But to me, yeah, I'd love to see, you know, I'd love to see Cleveland and the Suns. I'd love to see, really, I'd love to see the Suns and I want to see
1: Philly in either Phoenix or LA, the Clippers. Yeah. That, that series would be, can you imagine that you guys that, that series would be off the chain. Yeah. Oh yeah. Philly Cleveland would be, I would love to see that in the finals, uh, in the East. Donnie always gets hurt at the end of the year too. He does. Again, Kevin. that's something else he's got to get rid You're of. exactly right. right. R- Reputation. I mean, I, I agree with that a hundred percent. No doubt about that. Um, Jorge says, watch out for Spida and the Cavs. Should it should a championship from the Cavs make us regret that? No, well, no, nah,
0: nah, I don't think so, dude.
1: I, I, because, because see, that's flawed thinking, right? I mean, think about
0: it. If you're gonna, if you're gonna make the trade, then you can't regret it when Donnie wins a championship. Cause the trade, Donovan, the Donovan Mitchell trade is why you have Laurie Markinen and Colin Sexton and Ochai Agbhaji, your new core and Donovan Mitchell. By most accounts, and I'm not sure I agree with that 100%. But most people say that Donovan Mitchell was a, you know, a guy who wanted to to be moved. And our sources have told us he never explicitly asked for a trade. Yeah. But that he was cool if you know you wanted to move me. So should you regret it? I don't think you should regret it because you wouldn't be where you are. Like you wouldn't have had Walker Kessler doing his thing in the skills competition. You but wouldn't it, have. Had, but isn't
1: this the Laker trade question? Well, you can't make a trade with the Lakers. <laughs> Well, if you're going to give me a first-round pick, I can. Yeah. right. I, I You're in a position where you're not going to compete for a championship for at least three years. Yeah, I wouldn't regret it. I wouldn't I regret it at all. just think it's different, dude. Ooh, Memphis and Boston is a great matchup, too. Totally agree with that. Uh, Teddy Wayman says, Jazz and Cavs, LOL. Oh, my God. <laughs> Could you imagine running the, the Jazz? Johnny, running into Don in the finals. Oh, my God. That would be epic. That would be off the chain. All right. uh, 52 past here on the Monty program. Uh, Don't forget this hour of the show presented by our good friends at Pitstop, BBQPitStop.com. No matter where you are in this great Americana of ours. Uh I don't know what that means. Uh, But make sure that you get to BBQPitStop.com if you're in Utah, any of their five locations. Logan, Leighton, Lehigh, the GZ, and St. George. And of course, our good friends in Murray on State Street across from the mall. You get great service. And you're getting the guys at Barbecue Pit Stop. That's what you're getting. But I I still maintain, especially with all this crazy weather we're having, BBQPitStop.com. Um, they have a great chat function on their website where you can chat directly with a the guy there. And you can say, hey, you know, I'm trying to get this rotisserie chicken to really, you know, flavor up. What's the best way to, you know, brine that? Or what's the best way to season that? Or, hey, how long do I need to let my brisket rest? Like, all of those things, they'll answer for you on their website. Live chat box, hit it right now, bbqpitstop.com. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. Mm -hmm. But when you hear barbecue pit stop, it's the best barbecue equipment in the business. Whether it's a Traeger, a Yoder, a Big Green Egg, a Camp Chef, they've got it all. And they've also got all of your seasonings, rubs, sauces, spices. They've got everything that you need. Like wing, do you guys know what wing dust is? Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Wing dust is amazing. The flavoring's amazing. Best. Maybe your wife or girlfriend is a vegetarian. They have cauliflower wing dust.
0: That pretty much makes you a vegetarian, you know. you
1: know? I mean, it's amazing. And again, the best part about barbecue pit stop is you get great service. You, you get great service and it just is, it's awesome, dude. I'm telling you, make sure you tell me you heard about it on The Monty Show. C. Kaufman says, I just got my order of bucked up, trying all six. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. yeah, dude. Uh, Phoenix versus Milwaukee rematch, Jorge says. Well.
0: Things are a little different now,
1: huh? Things are a little different now. Things are a little different. Riley O'Brien. Uh, says, when the report comes out that Delo wasn't particularly getting along with Rudy Gobert, do you guys think Donovan and D'Lo have talked about it? They're good friends, aren't they? They are very yeah, good Yeah, I think
0: friends. Donovan has talked to everybody about, you know, just about, you know, his time in Utah, the relationship with Rudy. I think Don has shared things with players that we'll never know. You know, I, I just think that's how the league works. Yeah.
1: I, I, yeah I, think, I think Rudy Gobert damaged his team more than I think we will ever know. And it's really unfortunate that you paid him that much. And Dennis Lindsay just turned that beast loose, man. You give that guy that kind of contract, and what do you think is going to happen?
0: Nothing good. You
1: know, like, because I I think that's when we saw the change, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that as soon as you paid the guy, it wasn't, it it was, it was over. I mean, I I remember, and it's on the, it's on the, the channel. The day that they signed Rudy Gobert's contract, we told you this, this was, you know the beginning of the end for Rudy Gobert. Eventually, this deal was going to get traded. He's not a championship player, and here we are.
1: George Niang knocking down a three in the background.
0: Yeah, on YouTube TV.
1: Your thoughts? I I just said he needs to make those <laughs> shots. I mean, I'm, you know, the teacher says should the Jazz push to make the playoffs? Man, that's a loaded question. I don't know. I think that's a really interesting you question. You should listen to our show the other day that was titled Should the Jazz Try to Make the Playoffs? Depends on the potential you have in, in Kessler-Markanen. Do you guys like Kessler and Markanen as a combo? Yes. Uh, George and makes another three. Uh, do you guys like the... Oh, that ball went out. Excuse me. Do you guys like the and walker combo? I love it. I think they play off of each other well. And the one lob that I can remember that Laurie threw to Walker-Kessler was spectacular. And that's the kind of play. Like I, the thing that's really stood out to me about Laurie Markkinen is he's just a freak athlete. I mean, he is he is no different than a John Morant. He's I mean, he just is a guy who, on occasion and on demand, can jump out of the gym. Yeah, can go get the lob. He's a really easy three point shooter. Like I love Laurie Markkinen. Yeah. No, I mean, I think.
0: I, I like the size that they, they present when you put them on the floor together. I think there's a lot of rim protection there. I think that you're you're more balanced defensively. You can guard against a lot of different ways and styles of offense. So I, I just think it gives you options. That's why I like it. Look at this question, though.
1: On a scale of one to 10, with. Guys, 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 for, guys, guys. For guys. Kessler and Markinen, and this is totally it. Guys, 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 guys. On a scale of one to 10, with one comparing hey to Felton, Spencer, hey and Luther Wright. Hey, guys. And 10 being Bird and McHale. Who the f- is that guy? Good Lord. Uh, like a six? A six? I, 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 I would compare him more to, to Stacey King and Dave Corzine. Anybody? Okay, let's move on. Uh, T. Lawrence Gragston <laughs> says Celtic Suns NBA Finals. That'd yeah. be epic. Uh, John Paul Bacon. Any thoughts about to when the NBA might have an expansion?
0: When LeBron retires.
1: I think so. I, s- somebody said to me the other day that they're going to gift him the Las Vegas franchise.
0: I don't know if gifting him is the word I would use. but
1: They're going to say, hey, you've done so much for our game. We're giving you a franchise. You have to buy it. But we're giving you a franchise in Las Vegas. Huh, I could see that. If, he's, if he buys it, I'm cool with it. I think there's a chance. Teddy Wayman, the Tile King of Utah. Says, I love the marketing kessler combo. I agree with that. Um, m- whoa. Main event says, there was a rumor saying d refused to pass Rudy to ball. He pretty much has acknowledged that. Uh, James Knight says, I have OKC by double digits SGA to dropped 40. I you think know the- SGA drops 40. I don't know about double digits, though. You know the problem with that is? I could see that happening. Yeah. But you are, you're, you are OKC and you are coming to altitude, I think that's a lot to ask on a roster that hasn't played a lot of basketball the last week. So I don't know about double digits. I think OKC is going to win, but we'll see. Mapes, I'd love Laurie and Walker with Scoot Henderson even better. Amen. Yeah. Speak it into the universe. Yeah. Jay Washington, don't forget about A-Rod leaving the retreat. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers leaving the retreat. Well, we
0: have exclusive I mean, we video have exclusive here, dude. I, video. I mean, Jay,
1: like, w- w- did you miss it? Do we want to flaunt that to people, though? I, I mean, mean, we're the only ones with this video. Yeah,
0: I mean, I don't I don't want to, you know, hurt my shoulder or tear a muscle, pat myself on the back for getting it Okay, this.
1: so, you know, we're really well connected. Yeah. So we have obtained exclusive video of Aaron Rodgers walking out of the domicile. <laughs> where he spent four days and nights in complete darkness, crapping himself on what he thought was a toilet, but it was actually a yoga pillow. Yeah, I've been nice. And, you know, I'm warning you, this video we're gonna play. Where is A-A-Ron right now? It's a little traumatizing. You might wanna put little Jimmy to the side and not let him see the phone. Okay, here we go. He here looks go. a little frazzled. Here's Aaron Rodgers leaving the retreat. Oh, fucking god. There he is Look at the face though Look how traumatized Aaron is He's like god damn That's some sunlight boy hey,
0: man it's a little light outside oh, fucking
1: I mean look at that And Aaron I mean you're an NFL player Look how thin he is I mean, the guy looks like a raccoon.
0: Well, check out little Kyler's video, though, too. I mean, well, Kyler, you know, this is also exclusive
1: on the show. Yeah. Look Here's Kyler Murray working out. He's rehabbing his knee. Yeah. You're you only bet. you're only getting this on the money program. Uh, yeah, dude. I mean, we've got sources. That's Kyler Murray rehabbing his knee. Look out. Look at that ass to grass squat from Stop. little Kyler. Stay hard. Three. Look at Stay that whore. face, Stay Kyler. Whore. Let's Stay go. Whore. He's like, Cliffy's out. I got to bust this ass. Stay hard. By the way, congratulations working out with the linebackers, Kyler. Anyway, what, what's the reaction? What do we got here? You guys are welcome. You're welcome. Uh, Mike Maple says, Trash Panda has risen from the dark room like somebody else we all know. <laughs> Teddy Wayman says, he only spent two days. LOL. Is that all it was? Was two days? Yeah, because I guess he went in on Wednesday. Yeah. I don't know how many days he spent in there. Man. Whatever, dude. I don't even know. Whatever, bro. Who cares? Good luck with the Raiders. You know, uh, Mori Alvarez says, I thought we were getting uh, a story about Jake's Tootsie Rolls. You are right now. Oh. <laughs> so today is National Tootsie Roll Day. Right, right. Okay? Yeah, right. Today is National Tootsie Roll Day.
0: Um...
1: And Jake, Jake was not a, what's the right way to say this? Jake was not a willing participant in his childhood. Oh. (laughs) So there were times where we had to sit on little Jakey's chest and force feed him. (laughs) (laughs) I'm making this up as I go. So Jake was not a, Jake was a Reese's peanut butter cup kid, period. That's all he would eat. <clears throat> Still am. <clears throat> like I can remember he would not eat Snickers bars. He would not eat Twix bars. So one day. So one day. After he crapped himself again. Right. And this right. is when he was in high school. Um. <laughs> so I don't know. Jake must have been. Not 10, 11 years old at right, this point, right? right and right. we go to the grocery store, and I love Tootsie Rolls. I still do. I love them. I like eating Tootsie Rolls like Chaw. Who are you talking to over there, boy?
0: People that I can't reference on the show. Okay.
1: Um. <laughs> so Jake, I eat Tootsie Rolls like they're bubblegum. I love them. Jake is not an adventurous person. A noted hater of sushi because he's never tried it not true i have and tried it that's a lie and so one day when he's like nine or ten i said to him hey you're gonna try this tootsie roll i'm gonna punch you in the face not too familiar with that <laughs> i said to him hey we need to get you to try this tootsie Roll." i don't want to and i said you're gonna try this tootsie roll boy <laughs> I will pull this belt off from around my waist. And that's how I look at it. And he's like, but daddy, your belt's so big. Okay. Anyway, um, Bro. so I just, I, one day I convinced him to try a Tootsie Roll. I am your father. And he he almost threw up in the trunk of my car. He spit it out on the ground at a grocery store.
0: It's ridiculous.
1: And just refused to ever eat one again. Have you had a Tootsie Roll since? Yeah, I have. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do you remember
1: that incident? Vaguely. Vaguely. Oh, my God. Vaguely. I love Tootsie Rolls, and this communist over here wanted nihilist, to throw it up. Nihilist, not a communist. A ni- I'm sorry. They're nihilist, Donnie. 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 There's nothing Donnie, to worry about. You're out of your element. Don't worry, Donnie. They're nihilist. So you have no frame of reference here, Donnie. I can get you a toe. Anyway, the <laughs> point is. I hope you know what can that's get from. get you
0: a toe.
1: <laughs> you know. Uh, Brandon Butler says, because my boy Jake has taste Reese's forever, bro. Yeah, oh, let's boy. go, dude. Come on, bro. Capazzo says, team lean for those let's Tootsie go, Rolls. Oh, dude. <laughs> Read it. Team lean for those Tootsie Rolls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, James. Oh, James. Why, dude? Are you getting your new wheels? A new
0: car? Oh, yeah. Let's talk about it. No. I came prepared for this conversation on, today. Let's not. I've got pictures. Like, we had an experience today that we need to discuss. Because I think this is a very fair question. What are you willing to do or what are you willing
1: to accept to get a deal done on a new car? First of all, my wife is now hesitating. On what? Getting a new car. But oh, it don't God. matter, man. I'm all in. I'm, I'm in on this now.
0: Wait, so to be clear, she's hesitating on you getting a new car or her?
1: No, me getting a new car. Um, She, my wife is not a car person. So I'm over here like, yeah, I'm getting a, uh, I'm absolutely getting a new car. And she was like, yeah, sure. No problem. I I wanted to buy her a G-Wagon, frankly. She didn't think you were serious with that though. Well, she knows I'm serious. She knows I'm serious. But I wanted to buy my wife a new car. We built a Jeep. I was going to trade it in get a new car. She's like, no, I want, I want to keep my Jeep. All right. My Audi SQ5 uh, premium, Mm -hmm. I think they call it prestige.
0: Prestige, yeah, that's the terminology.
1: Mint condition, it's got 55,000 miles on it. We're at a tipping point now. You either keep it and own it, or you trade it in. I have between two and $5,000 in equity, depending on who you ask. And I think I, if I had my way, I get a poor Cayenne.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But I think it's a little too rich for my blood. So what I think I'm going to do is I'm going to get a Jeep Cherokee Limited. So today, uh, I get a I get a notice from uh, Auto Trader uh-huh. that says, hey, home me up in Logan at a certain dealership. Because I'm not going to crush any dealerships. Hey, home me up in Logan has a jeep grand Cherokee srt oh
0: okay we have some some pictures show people what an srt is
1: well immediately stay hard it moved stay hard
0: I'm a huge fan of the cert okay and why do you why do you like the srt
1: two simple letters v8
0: right right
1: it's got freaking power right and as in an, as an example my god look at that thing yeah Beautiful motor.
0: It's the engine bay on this car.
1: Right. That is a... God damn it. That is a V8.
0: <laughs> damn let's see, roll banner.
1: <laughs> that is a V8, a 6.4 liter Hemi V8. Yeah. And the guy who owned it previously, you can see that red cylinder on the left. That's a, an oil flow. Um, on the right, you see that big can and air can. Mm -hmm. So it's a cold air intake, Mm -hmm. which is great for V8 motors. I'm like, okay, we're, we're cooking with gas. It's a good looking car. That's it. Right here is an SRTG right here is the SRTG. This is the one, this is exactly what it looks like. And I'm like, Hey bro. Um, you know, my guy, listen, bro. There's no pictures of the interior on the car.
0: Right, which immediately, admittedly, I was like, well, okay, what, what are we doing
1: here? Why is there no interior pictures? So I called the dude. He's like, oh um, hey, it's no problem, bro. We just haven't had a chance to post them. But it's black on black interior. And he's like, they're leather seats. And right here, my my radar went up. Cause I know the SRT really well. I love this vehicle. I love it this vehicle it's a hundred thousand dollar vehicle fresh off the lot brand new Mm. i love this vehicle he's like it's got all leather seats and i said well wait it actually doesn't it's got leather seats with an interior with an insert so the outside of the seat is leather and there's a suede insert that's an accent color
0: which is really nice actually i actually love that on cars
1: really comfortable yeah this particular unit is white on the outside. Again, this is exactly what it looks like. Right. White on the in- outside, black on the inside. So in Jeep land, usually what that means is black on black or black and red. And I, in a white exterior, would want black on black. Right. So he's trying to tell me the whole seat's leather. I'm like, no, dude. And I said, "Can you shoot me a picture of it?" And Jake in the background's like, "Hey man, hey bro, tell me engine compartment too, man." Got to see it. Okay,
0: I need to know what they did to it. Shoots me over the engine
1: compartment. Pretty. Admittedly, nice. I'm
0: cool with this. This is fine. This tells me this person understands a motor, understands why you would want an oil. This catch actually stand.
1: is exciting. Yeah, that's that's good news. And then he sent me the interior picture. And this is what it looks like on the interior. Why is this a problem? Well, you can see up there in Logan. There's been a lot of snow. Look at the windshield. Look at the windows. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, that's cool. Look at the driver's seat. No. The, what the what the you're talking about the white stuff? That's snow. That's snow. Okay. Yeah. I'm talking about the wear and tear on the driver's seat. Mm-hmm. Nah, bro. And if you take
0: down take down the banner the the ticker, the ticker. The, take the ticker down real quick because I want people to really see this. Okay, do you see the cracking, the wrinkling on the leather portion closest to us at the bottom well, of the screen? And
1: if you look at the the left side of the upper part of the seat, the backrest of the seat, yeah. notice that the left side is crushed down. Yeah. So they didn't take care of the interior. And there's no other pictures of the interior. So, this, for me, the reason we wanted to talk
0: about this is because I thought it begged a great question. What are you willing to accept to get a deal done? Because... For me, that car is in great condition outside of that seat so far. Now, we haven't seen the car, don't have more pictures of the car, so maybe there are other issues. Who's really to say, right? But based on what we know so far, that car is in pretty damn good condition. And and for me, because it's an SRT, I would be willing to maybe look past that particular seat thing. I don't disagree with you. Right? Not that I disagree that hey, I wish they'd have taken better care of that seat. But the reality of the situation is you're not buying that car for the seat. You're buying that car for driving the car.
1: Oddly enough, he did send me more pictures that I just got. Oh, he did. This is not what I want to see. Oh boy. This is
0: not what I oh, this is not what I want to see. Okay, this is gonna take a minute. You gotta screenshot these on your computer.
1: Yeah, this is not what I want to see here, man.
0: Okay, so what are you seeing so far? Give us the breakdown while you do this.
1: Well, the car's not clean. Number one. Okay. There's garbage in the trunk. Number two.
0: Okay, but but they, so they haven't had a chance to detail the car yet.
1: No, I don't care if you do not send somebody who's trying to buy this is a fifty thousand dollar unit. What is that box? It's the air can box. And oh, from the intake. Okay, that, I'm fine with that.
0: That's okay. That's and not garbage.
1: Here is the. Ah. Here is the gear shift.
0: So that doesn't look like damage to me. That looks like either not, energy well, drink or look, soda. Scratched
1: a little bit of scratching on it. Like this is not what I'm looking for in a in a high end SRT Jeep. Now, admittedly, if I'd have seen this car detailed, maybe I'd feel different. But I didn't, and this is the salesman choosing to send me this picture, right? And I mean, you can you can flip through these pictures and just see like. It's not a well-maintained vehicle. And that's my biggest issue with it. So, why would you Here's the thing. Why the f would you send me those pictures? Yeah. That you had a choice to send me other pictures cuz he went out to the car and and had pictures. He took them with his phone to the point where his legs are in one of the pictures. And it's like, dude, why would you send me a dirty gear shift? Yeah, that's not smart, dude. It's going to cost you a sale. Logan's an hour away. I would. That's I would, the other thing here, yeah. I would grab my wife and drive an hour. Every day I would drive up to, to Logan. I don't mind. We drive up to Logan for barbecue pit stops sometimes.
0: But that, yeah, you got to detail that car, dude. You can't.
1: I mean, are yeah. you kidding me? Uh, Brandon Butler says it's a mall rated Jeep, but still a Jeep. I approve. I love it. What the hell does that mean? I'm not sure what a mall rated Jeep means. Uh, the white looks fire, dude. I love white.
0: So I'm saying this car this particular example this particular unit feels like a unit that is purchasable in my opinion but it needs to be cleaned it needs to be detailed I need to see the car
1: I need to know what scratches it has after you've cleaned it that's what I need to know I need to know what the paint looks like because they've got it priced at the top of the market mm-hmm. and this the SRT Jeep is not hard to find
0: and in- I want to be really clear. This is not a Trackhawk. This is an SRT. That's not a Trackhawk. That's different. A Trackhawk.
1: You're having trouble getting a Trackhawk under $100,000. Yeah.
0: An SRT is very attainable and a wonderful car.
1: It is. It's tremendous. Yeah. You know, Uh, ET says late to the candy talk, but vanilla Tootsie Roll's worst candy on earth. Terrible. Yeah. Garbage. I'm not a fan. Uh, Capazzo says straight up mall crawler. No, thanks. What What does a mall crawler mean, mean, dude? What does that mean? I don't know, like, can you just give us the English version, please? Yeah. What does that mean? Somebody help me please. with that. Teddy Wayman says, bro, Alma and I took our buddies SRT out last Saturday. It's awesome. It really yeah, is. Yeah, dude. It's a hell of a car, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Maury Alvarez says, love walking out of my house and having 77 degree weather. Why do you like, poke what, the bear? Why? You know. Uh, Brandon Butler says, you better hope that snow. Mall rated means never going off road. Yeah, I'm not buying an SRT to go off-road, dude. I have a fully built, like, and I mean fully built, three and a half inch TerraFlex lifted, 34-inch wheel, Fox shocks and stabilizer Jeep Rubicon, Wrangler. Wrangler Rubicon, Jeep JL. Like, I have That thing's a a beast. I have an off-road... It's on the channel, dude. It's on the channel. Yeah, it's on our YouTube channel. Yeah, go look at the playlist. It's on the channel. You know... Capazzo says that is a ride that crawls around the mall parking lot. Okay. I have a ride that crawls on top of the mall. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's like, like I, do you guys understand that I, I right now apparently drive a mall crawler. I drive a, an Audi SQ five prestige. Yeah. Like I drive a really I, are, nice car, a twin turbo V six. Are you just
0: hating on it because it, it's a Jeep badge that doesn't off road? Is that what we're, is that what we're talking about?
1: Yeah, I guess that's what we're talking. James Harden knocking down a three. I'm telling you, Sixers, this Sixer slander is going to stop out of you. Yeah, uh, James Knight says it's 85 in Melbourne today. Good 4x weather, man. I love me some. Yeah, don't 4X mention gold. the
0: fact they're down 15. That's fine.
1: Gave me some 4x gold. I don't know. The whole car buying thing is really. Do it's you been feel tough. like
0: you're? Do you feel like you're too picky? Because
1: I I I agree that you need to be picky when you're
0: buying a car. I completely agree hundred percent and needs to, it needs but to what do you feel mean too
1: picky. You've been through the whole car thing with me. Yeah, I know, but I'm asking but you look, if you think that you're too picky. The guy, I, the guy I essentially told not to call me anymore. Called me today during the show.
0: This is the guy that messed with you on the trade-in value. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's a guy that has the car. He wants a non SRT beautiful Grand Cherokee, admittedly really nice. Grand
1: Cherokee an 80th anniversary edition. And the guy lowballed him on a straight in,
0: which was buy really disappointing. Lot.
1: Yes, exactly. Exactly, Riley. Take it through quick, quack car wash before sending pictures. How difficult is that?
0: Yeah. So to me, but again, if you look at these pictures that you uploaded, I'm not not gonna buy a car because the that center gear shift has some, you know. Like whatever that is. If those are scratches, that's different. If that's just hey, someone had a drink in their cup holder and it splashed a little bit, I'm not that's not going to deter me.
1: But my, my only my only point is yeah, this is a this car in its condition is a fifty thousand dollar tag. Right. Yeah. You, yeah. Which is to, which is way over market value. Right. And you're asking me to drive at least an hour to go get it. Yeah. It needs to be better than that. Yeah. I, l- listen, God, like when we lived in Arizona, we drove from Phoenix to Tucson to buy his Subi. Yeah. Like I know like I, I want service. Yeah. And, and I haven't gotten service one time. Mm-hmm. And I've talked to what, three or four car people now.
0: What do you think about this concept though? Because you're also the guy that like won't go back to somebody like this. You'll probably not go back to this guy because the car wasn't detailed and he sent you pictures. Right. Is that fair to say?
1: Yeah, I probably won't.
0: So is that is that unfair? Is that too harsh in today's market?
1: I just think he doesn't want to sell a car. Uh huh. If you wanted to sell me a car, you would have that car in perfect shape when you sent me pictures. Uh, I and I think of, most people know that we talked about this. I sold cars for several years. Yeah, many years ago. But I sold cars for several years. In fact, I sold Jeeps in Schaumburg, Illinois. I would never show a, a customer a dirty car. Never. It takes five minutes to have a porter vacuum in. I wouldn't I it just feels like today people don't want to buy and sell cars because most people don't work on commission anymore right they're salaried employees so they don't work on commission anymore they have to meet a certain number of cars and they don't want to yeah it's just different yeah you know uh Capazzo says I'm just not a Jeep fan love me some Toyotas and Volkswagens oof I'll never own another Toyota yeah, I won't, uh, C Kaufman says later guys. Great show. Appreciate you. CKC. Yeah, appreciate Casey brother. Uh, Jay says, my mom is like that. You mess up once and then, uh, and there's no more service for her. Exactly. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. Mapes. When you buy a car, you should be picky when you're spending thousands of dollars. He's willing to show off a car. That's dirty. 100%. He's trashed it. Worse. Well, probably Joshua Glenn. Top of the market price dictates top of the market conditions. Yeah. Exactly. Pass. That's the stuff you can see. What about the stuff you cannot see? Exactly. Exactly. Like the dude the other day on the Carfax. Mm, Well, that's
0: just inexcusable. That's paperwork, bro. Like it's. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, this guy's trying to tell us that this car doesn't have an accident and then. And then he's like, oh, it does actually. My bad.
1: Brandon Butler says, I've seen your off-road lady. She's tight. Yeah, it is. I love That mine.
0: car is a load of fun in the snow, dude.
1: Yeah, we were driving around in deep snow today. I love that car. Uh, all right. Brandon uh, Butler says, hell no, it's not harsh. Dealerships need to show you that they're going to take care of the car if you're going to continue business with their service department.
0: Another thing I hate doing. What? I, if. I intentionally buy cars that I can get service, not at the dealership. I hate going to dealerships for and service. And we've had
1: a nightmare. Yeah, it's been tough. It's been tough getting. That's like, one of the reasons I like the
0: SRT, because you can get. It's not a hard car to service at no, all. No, it's, it's very not. easy, very straightforward. It's one of my favorite things about the STI. You can get a service. I can service the STI. It's not hard to do.
1: Yeah. All right. Before we get out of here. It is National Tootsie Roll Day. Let's talk about our our, our favorite candy.
0: Uh-huh.
1: number one go to candy bar is Reese's Egg. Every day, white or or milk chocolate.
0: Probably a white chocolate. White one. chocolate yeah. Reese's Egg. Yeah.
1: For me, it's a Snickers bar. And if I'm feeling bad, if I don't feel well, and I get a bucked up in a Snickers bar, good to go. Yeah. Good to go, man. Uh, I think. Some of the things I like, you you did that Mike and Ike's peanut butter M&M combo last week.
0: Mike and Ike's and Reese's Pieces mixed are the, up goat the same combination. combination mixed is, up in the same is bag. undefeated. If you don't have Reese's Pieces, dude. peanut butter, M&M's, close second.
1: Snickers. Ooh, little uh, exhaust there. Uh, Teddy Wayman says Snickers or Reese's. Reese's, dude. Yeah. You're a peanut butter. I'm not a guy that likes peanut butter, confection peanut butter. There's some times, man, where if I eat too much peanut butter out of, like, uh, too many Reese's, I feel terrible. Yeah, if, you can't eat a bunch of them, but I'm, I could probably eat four or five and be good. E, You know, yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, real quick, let's see. ET says Reese's egg, you know candy. Yeah. Uh, Mapes says Milky Way midnight every road trip. Ooh. Is that a euphemism? Or? Hey, no. Uh, <laughs> Capazzo says Milky Way midnight. What is a Milky Way midnight? Damn. Now I got to look it up. Milky Way Midnight. What am I? Ooh. Hey, now. A Milky Way Midnight is dark chocolate.
0: Oh, no, I'm good. I'm out. You lost me right there. Dark
1: chocolate lovers rejoice. Milky Way Midnight Dark Chocolate is the delicious caramel chocolate candy bar you love. (coughs) And robed in dark chocolate. Go ahead. Get lost in the rich, delicious taste. Mrs. Monty is 100 P on dark chocolate. Yeah, I'm
0: not a dark chocolate guy, dude. Yeah. It's just not my. Teddy says I'm
1: going with Snickers. See, Teddy's a good man. Yeah. Teddy's a good man. Tom says Pack 12 in Pieces is good candy. Wow wow uh riley says what jake wants is just transparency and it's surprising to me that salesmen cannot pick up on the fact that you guys are educated customers don't bs be transparent and riley's a guy who is a an rv sales professional like arguably the best salesman in the business yeah and i would be shocked if i got that kind of treatment from riley
0: and i'm sure that every every customer comes in and thinks they know everything but but i do i i study cars for fun dude I don't work on them. I'm not a mechanic, but I do like to know what I'm talking about, you know, and and I think that, you know, an SRT Jeep is not complicated. That's a big ass motor up front. That's mostly rear wheel drive, but can be four wheel when you need it. And I just need the car to be in relatively good condition. You know, I'm not scared of an, of a, a a 6.4 liter Hemi having 50,000 miles. I'm not that car, that, that engine is a tank. Like that's fine.
1: Look at my guy giggity. Twix all day. See, you can eat the caramel off okay, the Okay, but see now, then the dude, cookie. I was afterwards. really hoping
0: to avoid the Twix conversation because you do this weird thing where you're, like, chewing all the chocolate off first. Just eat the thing. It's not difficult. Just mash it. This is like the Oreo conversation. We have a short on the channel talking about how to eat Oreos, and my guy's over here talking about how he wants all the cream and none of the cracker.
1: You know, I, I just don't understand who hurt you. Is it because... <laughs> Do so you eat candy? You eat candy the way you handle women. You just gnaw on that shit. And I'm telling yes, you right you now. Yes, you did. I'm telling you right now that when you have a Twix bar, the best way to eat a Twix bar, and for those of you who don't know, for those of you who are not on Rebelsis, I'm not either. That's just a Sorry, anyway. folks. That's what it is. For those of you that are candy connoisseurs, such as myself. Such as and like a Twix bar is a is a cracker with, an oh, excuse me, a cookie with caramel and milk chocolate on top, and if you hold it just so, you can eat the caramel and the chocolate off, and then eat the cookie. Right. That's how we do. That's right. how we do. Right. That's how we. I'm do a man. It to expire all day long. That's how we do this, man. Um, let's see. James Knight wants to know, Jake, are you back on the bike?
0: Is that a dating euphemism? I th- sure um no not really no, i don't not have my really. i don't have my enthusiasm
1: enthusiasms yeah uh mapes says reese's sticks are great too haven't had one uh seize candy dark chocolate blueberry cream oh my god blueberry anything uh james knight tim tam yes uh kit kat is legit too i haven't had a kit kat in my god yeah Uh, Capazzo says, I'd be uh, scared of that engine. Those Hemi's like to eat lifters and camshafts, they do. The cost is a small fortune to fix. Gotta have a warranty. Uh, Toblerone for the win. My wife is a Toblerone fan. That's it, show's over. The Monty Show is presented by our good friends at The Advocates, theadvocates.com. They have a blood drive coming up. Why don't we all here in Utah get together and go donate blood. On March 6th, their second annual blood drive with the American Red Cross. Go to the utahadvocates.com slash blog to schedule your donation. You'll receive a $10 Amazon gift card once you uh, donate and a chance to win a trip to Florida. utahadvocates.com slash blog today to schedule your donation. Until Bloody Friday. Say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.